Hey, Danny girl, what's going on with you? Girl, so much, so much, so much, honey. How are you? I am good. Staying busy as always. I was trying to, I was like, okay, you know, um, we start our show at six. I got to, you know, get everything prepped so I can take everything upstairs so I can be ready to do the show at six. And I get a phone call at like 554. <laughs> gosh so it kind of slowed me down a little bit but um no other than that it's been a very productive day and i'm good well that's wonderful that is wonderful um it has been a hell of a 24 hours i tell you um there's that scares me but go ahead <laughs> there is a lot of drama and talk and pushback surrounding our interview with Wesley Pipes and shout out to him because he was really, um, really a great interview for us. I felt. Absolutely. He, it was dope. So I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Right. So, um, Hey, to everybody in the chat, how you guys doing? Hope you um, all are okay. Hey, black people. Yeah. So, you know, I'm gonna let you get into it, and then I, I I have something to say, so I'll let you. You have a lot to say because this is gonna be good. Oh Lord, I'm gonna let you break it down, and then I, I'll chime in on the back end. Okay, so last night I'm laying in the bed, I'm chilling, I'm minding my business, and I happen to click on DJ Kuda. Now, mind you, I was supposed to be going to bed because. I had watched um, Jessica X and Dita Rill and they had a one-on-one. And so I watched them. And so I was like, okay. And so I was like, go to bed. Nope. You know, I'm hard-headed as hell, right? Yeah, so, I, I picked up on that. <laughs> thank you, Concrete. So <laughs> I decided to click on DJ Kuda, right? So I'm sitting there listening. And I think it was Judge Zilla and... Of course, they're talking about the interview. And I'm like, okay, this should be juicy, you know? So I hop my ass, um, you know, I, I start listening. And mm -hmm. he was basically saying, you know, we disrespected the space, the Black Man of Spear space. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, like, so, you know, I hop in okay. like, I'm here. You know, we can talk about it because... Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a professionally done interview. Um, I right. It wasn't raunchy. It wasn't, um, you know, it was tactful. I, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. Well, let me break it down. Mm -hmm. So I talked to, now shout out to DJ Kuda because that was a pretty, uh, it was pretty interesting. So I, I'm in the chat and Kuda brings me up and I begin to talk to him, I want to say Jessica X, uh, Judge Zilla, um, Aegon, whoever that is, um, Ty City, Jessica X. So we are all on a panel and we're talking. And they're asking like, okay, well, what would make you do this type of interview? You know, why did you interview a porn star? It was a, you know, questions like that. I'm not going to mm -hmm. say verbatim, like what happened, mm -hmm. um, like what every, like, or words that everybody said, because it was a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Angry Man ended up coming to the panel. It was a house full. 
And so I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the problem? You know, I'm like, we did an interview. So they're saying that we've come to the space and to bring a porn star into a black male space that's supposed to be for thinking black men that are trying to get away from um, different stigmas. Um, <laughs> seriously. No, no. Wait, listen. wait, 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 wait. Not the same space where they promote um, pumping and dumping. Not the same space where um, people, there are people that are on panels and that are vocal and verbalize their thoughts and their deadbeats that, you know, brag about the other men taking care of their, taking out the trash for them and taking care of their children. Um, not the same space where, you know, all kind of derogatory language is used and there's all kind of constant beefs back and forth. Not, not, not that same space. This same space. Okay. Listen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... You know, now me, um, now I, I think I'm an apologist. Is that what you would call me? <laughs> I think I'm an apologist. You apologize. Well, this is, what say. this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. Now, the Black Manosphere, the hashtag, um, the use of the hashtag, we don't own that. That doesn't. Who um, does though? Well, now this is what I'll say because I do have, I do have a respect for it. Absolutely, me too. But I think that it's bullshit that they are singling us out for an interview that we did that was not in any way um, tack tacky or tasteless when there is so much mess that goes on in this space that far supersedes that interview. You gave A for the super chat. Girl, um, I'm hot. No, no, no. Check it out. So we've been using Black Manosphere. Well, you know, when we when we create the show, um, like when we get ready to do lives and stuff, um, we do hashtags and everything. Black oh, Manosphere right. has been in quite quite a few of our um quite a few of our videos, right? Okay, okay. And so we did the interview. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking that interview's great, we had a good time. Bam, you know, we had some fun, you know, some funny stuff happen. Cool, uh -huh. great. Honey, so the basis is it was disrespectful because it would be like us coming to um, the barbershop with a male stripper. And so they're looking at it from the standpoint of us coming into a male space and bringing a male porn star to talk about uh, sex and it was interesting to me, you know, um, because we, we did have a lot of people lie on us. We did. I, I saw the lies. Uh, okay. But no, the thing is, though, like, it's it, look, we're, we're adults. I'm approved. But we all have sex. Like, well, this isn't some... I got one better for you. Guess who else is approved? Who? The fucking Manosphere's approved. Okay. Well, well, I, I'm prudish as well. However, like I, I don't understand how I, I'm, I'm confused as to where all of this is coming from. Like I just, it, it was not in any way. I mean, we were not like overt. I've we've had I've had conversations with other people in this space that have been far more. Um, far more sexually explicit. Um, it, you know, I hear dating coaches in this space talk about sexually explicit things. I don't understand why. I, I've heard men in this space 
um, talk about how they grab women's women's behinds and, you know, basically, you know, talking about like groping women, talking about like I hear all kinds of things in this space that are far more worse than having an interview with someone whose profession happens to be, um, you know, in the porn industry. I, I mean, I'm just like, I'm baffled that this is really a thing. Concrete, I was, um, at the pushback that we got, I was literally floored because I didn't expect it to go as such. Now, you know, I'm thinking, um, because it, it was said that, um, we brought the, um, we bought Wesley pipes in the space to embarrass the men, to expose them, to make what? them look stupid, um, to expose Honey, we've been accused of trying to take over the space like it's a hostile takeover. Um, we've been accused oh of God. shit. And it was... You know not, what, though? The, I'm not... I'm not I, I, go ahead. I, the, the, the thing is, and I have to say this, um, you know, it pains me to say it, but y'all give us way more credit than we deserve. Like, we not sitting up plotting and scheming on what we could do to screw up the manosphere. I mean, like, y'all giving us way too much credit. Like, I, I mean, I, I I think that it's absolutely insane that you that they're coming up with some of these conspiracies that they're coming up with regarding why we do the things that we do. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I, I, I was... I think I was more surprised at like um, the accusation of trying to take over the manosphere, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a bimbo. I got like bimbo, like I'm a bimbo, and to a certain degree, yeah, to a certain degree, I'm a bimbo. Child. So mm -hmm. when they talk about like take, I'm like us, and not. And I, I don't, I don't look at you as a bimbo, but I, you know, I got bimbo. Girl, I'm I, I, I'm just go, go ahead. I'm sorry. So when they said, you know. You got, um, they're trying to take over the manosphere. They're trying to make the men look stupid. Um, it's called hyena disturbia. We're trying to come in. <laughs> We're coming in to push our feminist ideologies on these men. Mm -hmm. um, they're saying that we're coming in. Um, then, and this was the kicker. So, you know, when I explained how we got the interview, and I'll I'll go over it again one more time for everybody, and peace to everybody in the chat. Um, I won't be speaking to y'all personally because I'm tired. God damn it, I'm tired. But <laughs> you know, to explain how we got the interview, I have a homeboy um that I went to high um high school with. Shout out to Nardo. He's an upcoming comedian. Um, and his name is Comedian Nardo. So if you look him up, you'll see he did an interview with Wesley Pipes. I'm looking at his interview and I'm saying, you know what? Damn, that would be a good opportunity for us because we're trying to uh, do content. We're trying to do stuff beyond YouTube. We're trying to grow. We're trying to do shit to grow. Mm -hmm. So I um, called Curlin first and I'm like, babe, you know, there's an opportunity. Um, I think we can get this interview with uh, Wesley Pipes. I said, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that? He was like, shit. I was like, now wait a minute. And I said, you know, you know how the how it's gonna how it's gonna look. And I said, you know, they're gonna talk shit about me and you, you know, as a couple. And so I'm thinking that the pushback would come on me and him as a couple because mm -hmm. they already have preconceived notions about him and our relationships. That's whatever. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. We both, you know, now don't get me wrong. I, I respect Curlin to the highest, to the highest. If Curlin had a said no, I wouldn't have even brought it to you. Mm -hmm. So when I asked Curlin, Curlin said, well, shit, that's a huge opportunity. That could catapult y'all into to a different lane, to a different level. You don't have necessarily have to stick with black men here, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Um, fuck it. Let me see what concrete. Well, yeah, let me see what concrete says. So we get it settled. Um, the interview costed $150, but it was probably taken care of. It wasn't even an hour that it took to get it all set up to get it all arranged. Now, Wesley Pipes is from Vicksburg, Mississippi. Um, comedian Nardo is actually doing a series of people, famous people from Mississippi that he can interview. Cool. So we, we're trying to build a little network down here. You put me on, I put you on. If you find somebody that um, I, can, I can get on with, hook me up. I'm going to hook you up, whatever, whatever. You know, networking. You know, trying something um, new. We do the interview. Um, so when we do the interview, the interview went great. He was a great guest. It was a smooth interview. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. And I thought it was um, really good questions asked. We highlighted questions from the audience. You know, we, it was a good interview. I didn't think anything of it. Um, we got kudos from... Quite a few people. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that everything is all good. Let me say this. Um, when you initially told me about the interview and um, I was very apprehensive because of number one, um, I am a representation of my partner. Um, in addition, I'm like, I don't really want to talk about sex and da 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 da. You know, I just had, uh, um, you know, several thoughts that 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 went through my head regarding it, and I was just kind of like, oh, um, you know. In addition, I didn't know who he was. So the more we talked, and I realized, like, oh, okay, I saw him on a meme before, whatever. Um, and I'm like, okay, well. Um, that should be fine. You know, you'll probably have to take the lead on the interview. I don't know a whole lot about them. Da, 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 da. Um, I, I, my, well, in a large part of my apprehension was I, I said, I didn't feel because this is a male space. I didn't know how well it would be received. That those are my exact words. I said, I don't know how well it will be received because it's a male space. Um, once we did the interview, um, and once, you know, the interview started and, you know, the questions and conversation flowed with ease, I was actually like, okay, well, you know, this isn't bad at all. I felt like it was very classy. Um, it was, um, you know, very, um, we had seemed to have a rapport. Uh, I just, I, I enjoyed it. In addition, when, once the interview was completed and, you know, people were giving us kudos and saying it was a good interview. You guys did good. Da, 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 da. I was like, awesome. I have to say this, no matter what we do in this space, there are certain people that are going to have a problem with it. Like we cannot satisfy them. And I am not trying to like, it's, that's why I don't care what they say, because I know that they're looking for something in everything that we do. We got accused of hating men because we put, we had a, um, a, a panel on do thinking black men play games. Like, 
I mean, like our femininity is being questioned. Like, uh, no, not every single topic that we do, they are going to find something wrong with it. And this is just, you know, this 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 is, you know, the same as every other topic that we've done. And they pinpointed and found something that they didn't like, and something to say that we're undermining the men in this space, and da 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 da. da. And that's just what it is. Yeah. Um. So it it did bring me to a thought process, okay, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. Now, I tried to put myself in angry man's position um, because angry man is one of the founding fathers of the black manosphere. And I'll give him that credit. Him, O'Shea, and Obsidian, I'll give him that credit. And I have no problem with that. So um, O'Shea doesn't visit our space, and that's cool, too. You know, and, and, and shout out to him because I think O'Shea is the shit. I, I fucks with O'Shea. Um, Obsidian. Obsidian comes over quite often. So when Obsidian came over on the next show and gave us kudos um, and Kevin Samuel showed up, you know, um, fantastic. It was a couple of people showed up and gave us kudos. I'm like, okay, good. You know, and I, I, I felt a sense of relief because I'm like, okay. I thought we did something good. I thought we did something innovative. I thought we did something to actually push us forward. And mm -hmm. so last night on the panel, um, it became like, okay, so you didn't care about what the black manosphere would feel about this. You didn't care what we would think about this. You so didn't... we were supposed to ask for permission? We didn't get the permission slip sign? Is that, That's the problem? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. That that's never gonna happen for me. I'm sorry. So, okay. I'm like, well, if I got permission from my man, I don't give a fuck, and I'm gonna I'm adamant about. I don't give a fuck if my man tells me it's a go, it's a go. Um, I'm not going to seek other men's opinions about what the hell I should do because that's mm -hmm. if my and that's what it, it's a go. And so, right. then I explain. This is not the final stop for me in concrete. This isn't, right. this isn't over. Right. This isn't at all. Okay, y'all see us on YouTube. Y'all gonna see us on some more shit. We're going. Mm -hmm. We're going. And I'm not fucking around. So mm -hmm. then it became, oh, so y'all trying to get paid off the black manosphere. Y'all trying to get paid that the manosphere did um, the manosphere supports y'all, so y'all should. It's uh, interesting that we're trying to get paid off of the black manosphere when these are the same people that are living off of the black manosphere. Like, I appreciate every donation that we receive, but like, I have an excellent job, and I I don't plan on quitting uh, to become a full time YouTuber. Like, that's not even a possibility for me. Right. Right. Um. I but I I I I explain this. This isn't the end, like this isn't our final stop. Then if you refer to the black manosphere as a stepping stone or as something, okay. And it's not like, I, I, I tell them, you know what? We ain't gotta use your, we ain't gotta use the black manosphere hashtags. Matter of fact, I will remove that hashtag from that particular video. But you Listen. do men who say, and Obsidian, and Obsidian is one, angry man um, talks about uh, female nature. Everybody wants to get paid off of female fuckery. Black Absolutely. 
And the thing is, I don't even feel like, like, that is nice of you. I would not do that. I'm not going out of my way to be accommodating to people who piss on us every day and try to tell us it's raining. Like, people who try to dog us out, list our names in their titles, and they're constantly talking about us. And We don't owe them anything. We don't owe them respect. We don't owe them, you know, a, 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 a modicum of respect. Like that, I, I would not go out of my way to, um, ins- I would not go out of my way to ensure that they're comfortable with what I'm doing. I, I mean, if you want to say, okay, you know, we technically aren't men, so I, I, we won't use the black manosphere hashtag going forward. That's fine, but I'm not going back and modifying anything that we've already done. In addition no, to no, that, this is what I'll say. And, and it's not our content stands, still stands where it is. And then about Bernard Riley. So Bernard Riley types in the chat: eighty percent of our content is it's like feminist, um, feminist shit. And I'm what? like, have you looked at the fucking women? Have- like the women get, get they go in on the sisters over here. Like we literally have to be like sometimes when we're talking about topics, like no, because they're going to take that and bash the women. And we try to come up with a topic that is more objective and they still go in on the women. Like a lot of our topics are centered around, um, you know, things that would be uh, male centered. Like, how are we talking about? Oh, you know what? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Um. So it was said that we were um pushing feminist ideologies and we're basically okay. trying to uh, make the guys into simps. Child, and I'm you know, we can't win for losing in their eyes, but I don't care about them. Like they so whack. Like why? Why do y'all even care about what we're doing? What we're talking about? Like why do you have? I don't understand why they have such a strong vested interest in what we have going on over here. Like y'all don't rock with us. Why are y'all watching us? Why are y'all critiquing our content every single time we do a stream? I mean, I absolutely don't get it. it, it it's insane to me. And the thing of the ma- thing of the matter is. Um, we were automatically starting to be um, considered black manosphere. Like when we first started our channel, because of the people that we have in the chats, we have some of the, a lot of the same conversations too. And in addition to that, like even like when they did a hit list, we're listed on the hit list under black, you know, lumped in with the black manosphere. It's, I think it's because of the topics that we talk about. So even if you say, I'm not going to use the, the hashtag black manosphere, I don't think that people are going to be like, oh, okay, well, you guys aren't a part of the black manosphere because you're no longer using that hashtag. Well, you know what? This is the thing. I don't have to claim the black mental sphere. I don't have to claim shit about this space because I'm going beyond. We're going beyond this. This mm. isn't. This isn't it. They'll and, still consider us black mental sphere in this space. They're not gonna not consider us black mental sphere. That's just what it is. Like, and it's interesting because I asked. I asked. I asked them can be done about that even if you know we no longer decide to be mm-hmm. hello yeah you're borging a little bit honey uh am i borging now no you're good okay you're good okay but it's like okay now this is the thing now if it, if this is what the associations i think that they feel like they have ownership to the people that come to our chats they feel like they have ownership to if you um, don't fuck with us, y'all don't have to, and that's cool. You know, like I'm not, I don't beg people to fuck with me. I don't, and we're damn sure not going to fuck with our platform. You fuck with mm-hmm. us, you, you don't. That's cool too. You know what? 
I agree. And First of all, shout out to ARC. Shout out to just, ARC. Yeah, sure. For out. the um, super chat. Thank you so much, ARC. He said, YouTube as a whole is not a male-oriented space. You can talk about whatever you want on your channel. No man or woman can dictate your content. Facts, ARC. I agree 110%. Um, I do want to say that the people who they have influence over will not come to our chat or will at least they won't openly, you know, type in the chat and engage in the dialogue. Um, yeah. However, like the people who come to our chat, like we, there's some cool people who come to our chat. Like I rock with them. And, you know, I, I feel like um, the people that come to our chat, we're not taking away from your viewers um, by, you know, whatever content we produce. Like you could do a show at the same time that we're doing a show and the people who are subscribed to your channel and your loyal subscribers are going to be there. I, that's why I don't understand why there seems to they there seems it seems to be as though they are threatened by our presence in this space. Now you know, I thought about that concrete. I thought mm -hmm. about that, and so when I go and take a look at the numbers and I look at what we've built, mm -hmm. ain't nobody gave us shit. We worked. Mm -hmm. been panels interviews whatever we've worked ain't nobody mm -hmm. gave us shit. nobody gave us anything we've worked mm -hmm. so when i when i when i when i've sat on panels and i've talked shit and i've i've um been crucified i've been crucified damn near child you know how girl i can imagine <laughs> you good you go right into the fire yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm a, a confronted head on. I'm a confronted uh, head on. Thank you, bro, Kenny. He says, I definitely rock with you ladies. We have been in many lives together and even on panels. Thank you, Kenny. We appreciate the super chat. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I just feel as though, like, I, I feel like they are bullies. And because we're not coming in, kissing their ass, conforming to their way of doing things. We have our own way of doing things, our own minds, our own talking points, our own, you know, commentary that, that, that differs from theirs, um, that even conflicts with some of the things that they say, like they have an issue with us. Like we're not asking for permission. We're not asking for permission to exist in this space. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, because I want to get back into that thinking man shit. I, I, I really want to get back to that because it was literally a guy on a panel and it's a very popular guy who was talking about cheating on his girlfriend. He's very popular within the space. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like this, how are y'all? I, I get, I, I, it, it's, it's almost, it, it's fucking confusing. It's fucking, mm -hmm. um, there are double standards here. Mm -hmm. Um, you have a one, one woman who can say, she can cuss, cuss on the last day of Ramadan and then tell me that I'm interviewing a, a porn star. On a <laughs> fucking disbelief. Like, yeah, so you which is crazy because now I don't talk about my spirituality in this space and I've never heard you talk about your spirituality or even say that you're spiritual in any way. Um, so I, I don't know why I am, that's even a I am. point. You are what? I, I am. I'm very spiritual. I am too, but that's besides the point. We don't talk about it in this space. Like that's one side of who we are. We're not here, uh, you know, talking about our spirituality and leading with that. Yeah, um, I just feel like it's a lot of double standards. I feel like if you're liked by um, certain content creators, you can do whatever the fuck you want to, and nobody will have a word to say about it. 
But we didn't sat here and had conversations on femininity. Well, you ain't say this right. You ain't hold your mouth right that time. You ain't say it like this. <laughs> like that. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all over here in the male space, y'all don't even know what the fuck red pill is. Why y'all don't know where red pill is? <laughs> you know what? There was a problem when you said, when you was- Oh there was a problem when you said uh, you were red pill. When you were like, okay, well, you know, red pill. Trying, like anything we say, they're going to find a find fault with it. And you know, the a- a- crazy thing is that's not the only reason that videos are getting made about us. Like streams are getting made about us because we won't let people come in and disrespect the people on the panel. Like we can't win with some of these people. And, and it's what? just crazy. I wasn't, I wasn't going to address this, Man. but I'm in the mood and, I, and I'm ready. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Ass, don't you ever bring your ass over to this channel and disrespect our people again because I've never came over to your channel and ever been disrespectful to your fucking guests. I've never been disrespectful to the people in your sure. chat that was warranted. So don't you ever bring your ass over here and fucking disrespect our people. You know, watch and I, and you know what? You can, you know, a person can say what they want to say about us. Um, you know, like the one thing, and, and we're pretty tolerant of a lot of things. You can have your own opinions, yeah. you can disagree, whatever, but like we don't allow disrespect of the panelists. And when the panel is disrespected, what we do and what the mod should be doing is first thing you get a warning, like don't disrespect the panel. If it continues, then you're going to be timed out. And that goes for anybody. But I don't understand feel like you can come into a chat and talk that kind of shit and not anybody to say anything. It, it, it was amazing to me because it's like, dude, mm-hmm. have some fucking uh, decorum. Like, like, damn, I've never, I've never, I've never gone to Nyla's chat and been disrespectful. I've never done it to mm-hmm. Rain. And I, I never did it to him. So don't you bring your ass over here and then think that you can disrespect and then don't think anybody's not going to say anything. And everybody's mm-hmm. And let you just run all over and the shit is silly. It's silly as fuck. It's silly. Grow yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not. And the thing is, it's people that we are cool with, have been cool with in this space, like rock with, you know, have been on their panels faithfully, and they're not gonna be permitted to do it. Like we ain't doing it. And you know, we're the hosts of the show, and we're not, you know, disrespecting the panelists or in the chat disrespecting people like that's just not tolerated it don't matter who you are or how hard you feel like we rocked with you and we didn't kicked it on your channel and been late and done late night streams and this that and the other like we're not making exceptions be over here didn't your daddy tell you you ain't supposed to be over here honey why are you here little boy young peasy take your ass on block him block him i'm sick i'm sick of this shit anyway Anyway, get your dusty ass out of here. Like, why are you even here? Like, seriously, these trolls. Honey. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Like, what are you doing, homeboy? Sit down. Get out of here. What do you want? It's it's, it's crazy. (laughs) These people getting on my nerves, boy. Y'all know y'all can work a nerve. Like, I don't deal with all this bad energy. It ain't like... I'm here. I'm not motivated by, oh, you know, I want to make money off of YouTube. (coughs) That is an added bonus. However, um, you know, like once this stuff started getting on my nerves, I'm ready to do something else. Like, I just don't have a lot of tolerance for the BS. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can say you can talk negative about our content, disagree with our content, whatever. But like just the constant attacks and, you know, just like digging to find something wrong and trying to make it seem like we're disrespectful of all men. You know what is absolutely crazy? Like for the last several days, I have been 
absolutely feeling low, feeling low because of what I'm seeing happen to black men in this freaking country. Whoa. Writing letters to DAs, writing letters to the chief of police, to people in um in, in, in um different political um positions. Like I am, I, you know, I, oh my gosh, I feel like I am ready to blow a gasket, and then to have to come on here and you know defend your femininity in this space, defend you know your, your um the moves that you make and and you know reassure people that you know it wasn't like that and I, like it's just it's it's yeah. it's annoying and it's draining and I, and I really and this is where I fuck up at because I actually I'm a people pleaser for one so I really do try to do I try to do the best things I can um because I I, I want to I want us to to be able to exist in a space and actually have a good time and learn mm. shit about each other and move on with our lives. Yeah, I'm. I'm done apologizing. Um, I'm, I'm Bruh, not, don't apologize. Like I'm not. Uh, like I'm not so much of a people pleaser, but I do. I am. Like I want. Can't we all just get along? Like that's kind of my mindset. But once you show me disrespect, then you x out. Like I, I. I don't care about getting along with you. I don't care about you know showing you respect. I'm certainly not gonna bend over backwards to accommodate you once you've shown me disrespect. Like uh, you know, it's an either or thing. You know, with me. Like once you're just blatantly disrespectful, not having a difference of opinion, but cursing us out, and we bees, we hyenas, we this, we that, you know, all this negativity that, you know, they have no evidence that any of the things that they say, you know, um, apply to us. Um, I, I, I don't care about extending courtesies to you at that point. Honey, I'm, I'm over it. I am over. Me it. too. It's always a mess, child. Always. I'm over it. But anyway, let's get into our topic because... yeah. Girl, they're going to have something to say about this, too. But let, let's talk about it anyways. Um, yeah. Um, I ain't staying on here long tonight. I can tell you that. You you just, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm like, <laughs> I am. Money to make, girl. Uh, I have money. <laughs> so, like, I'm good. But, um, no, like, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'll just say that. So, I am going to, but I'm going to keep my emotions in check. And I'm not going to be triggered. But, um, you know, we're going to talk about, about this topic tonight. And we're going to talk about if Black women, I, I know this this isn't a feminist talking point or a feminist, um, this isn't something that promotes a feminist agenda. So I'm, I'm confused as to why we would be talking about this. But we're going to talk about if Black <laughs> women um, produce the F-boys that they complain about. Like, are sisters responsible for the F-boys that they complain about? Um, so yeah. when we decided on this topic, I was like, who is king of the fuck boys, right? You already know. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. I was like, future. Future is mm -hmm. king of the boys. And yep. it amazed, you know, his, his, God forbid I say the word penis, but his penis is dangerous. It's dangerous in more ways than one, but go ahead. <laughs> so I thought about him. Um, thank you, Roger. You just sent me a message and told me to move on with this bullshit. You're right, Roger. <laughs> but uh, when I thought about give him your energy, go ahead. I'm sorry. When I thought about future, mm -hmm. and I'm he has is it eight kids by how many women? Nine children by uh six different women. Six of them are under the age of six. 
Damn. Mm. So, you know, just to go into that a little bit. So, you know, um, one of his baby mamas just Eliza got, Rain. Eliza Rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just got um granted child support, and I think it's to the tune of like fifty-three to fifty-five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And so I said, damn, and you know, none of his other baby mamas are on child support, right? Mm. Right? No, I didn't and know. I didn't know that. Yeah, none of them. No, he, he, mm-hmm. them well, I know Eliza Rain and the other child. Remember, Eliza Rain was like uh, kind of pairing up with the other child that he was initially um, um, uh, denying. And uh, for whatever reason, I guess he kind of made amends with that lady. And she, I think uh, she had put in a child support order, but she pulled it or didn't go through with it or whatever. But initially it was Eliza Rain and the other child that's close in age to her child. So the eighth child or something. Who says it's eight kids by seven different baby mamas. Oh, it's eight children by, well, he had six. Oh, okay. And then this is two. I think there's supposed to be one, uh, somebody who's supposedly pregnant by him is where the nine comes in at. But I, I, mm-hmm. I was thinking and I'm like, okay, so you got one baby mama that's getting $55,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, can you imagine the other baby mamas who've just been getting shoes and purses and shit? They may have mm-hmm. a mic in a house, but to actually have your own money. <laughs> yeah. And somebody just said, who was that? J.I. Now, if he pays her $55,000 one time and gets her knocked off, she brought it on herself. Ah, like, come on, seriously? Um, To even promote that, uh, he brought it on himself. That that was like a mutual thing. They both had unprotected sex, did not protect themselves. And as a result, we're here. Like, come on, seriously. He really didn't want that baby, though. He didn't call her. Like, he didn't want her. Oh, yeah. And they called start calling her ugly rec train. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, excuse me, yeah. So I'm thinking that the others are going to start filing for child support in just a minute. Just watch, mm, um, that probably oh, will encourage them to do that. A woman who's getting $55,000 a month versus you getting a couple shoes and purses, um, when he decides to give it to you, mm-hmm. it's not same thing they gonna start um hitting his ass for child support and then mm-hmm. it brought me to lori harvey so mm-hmm. lori harvey has uh been making <sighs> they agreed on sex sex is a procreative act so therefore their sex um uh resulted in a baby being conceived so hey but go ahead i'm sorry what you say about lori yeah so he's dealing with lori harvey and she's young. She doesn't have any kids. Um, she's a beautiful uh, girl. She's beautiful. Stunning. Mm-hmm. So to have to to actually go and get when she's she's at her prime. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Y'all, you hear mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hold on. <laughs> You know what, Ed? If they start disappearing, that's dumb on his behalf because they're going to look at him. You've already made it publicly known that you wanted nothing to do with this woman. You have gone on Twitter rants dogging her out. So if she disappears, they're going to look at him and he will likely be in jail and won't be able to provide for nor um, be there physically for any of his children. I mean, aside from the fact that he has a financial obligation, Sierra just said that he misses like 
almost 50% of the visits that he's supposed to go on with, um, with little future. So he's just a deadbeat all the way around. Right. I was like, but looking at Lori Harvey and I, and I'm saying to myself, like, you've got the body, you've got the looks, you've got the money. Um, you have access. You went and picked future shout out to that nation. Um, did Future wrote these women? Everyone with internet. No, I think he means knows Future's reputation. So how is he king of the blank boys? Um, so even though everyone knows his reputation, um, yeah, and there is some fault to be had on, on behalf of the women, uh, but that still doesn't denote or that still does not take away from the actions that he's committing that are F-boy-like. No, there is no doubt. Future's a fuckboy. Future's I mean, a fuckboy. Who would argue that he's not? Uh, yeah, that's not the argument. The mm -hmm. argument is, are the women responsible for this shit? That, like, are we responsible for these fuckboys? And so, mm -hmm. I'm thinking and I'm sitting here like, Lori, you got the world at your feet. You go and choose future. Mm. Future. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, that was kind of crazy. Um, the, it, the crazy thing was Lori, I think she was 19 and she was engaged to Memphis Depay and he is a like top uh, soccer player and uh -huh. he, you know, was spoiling her. They, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. You know, she's real young, but she's already engaged and that didn't last. And, you know, thereafter she was off and running and for her to land with future was yeah, that was a bit of a shocker to me. I didn't, I was surprised by that. So do you think that black women are responsible for the fuck boys they create? Um, in a way, yes. So I think that black women are responsible in, in, in a way, it, well, in, in two different ways, black women can be responsible. Um, number one, I think um, by, you know, the um, rearing of the male children in our community. Um, you know, spoiling them, dressing them like the guy who you uh, wanted, you know, um, I think over coddling them, not ensuring that they're responsible, a lot of choosing men to sleep with who impregnate you, who you know that there are all type of red flags that he's not going to be there to be an active father in that child's life. Um, so the child is left to, um, you know, be raised with just female influence. And, um, you know, you. I, I think that uh, you're not holding him accountable. Um, you don't know anything about manhood to ensure that your son has, you know, um, some sort of manhood training and rearing. Um, so I think that that is one way. But I think also like by engaging in relationships with these crappy men, um, it, 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 you know. You know, and I, and I think like because my mom was very adamant um about pregnancy and kids very early you know um and I think my grandmother was even worse than my mom but it was like ain't gonna be no damn teen pregnancies um mm -hmm. you know if you have a baby that's your baby but you know I suggest you don't have one and I didn't get pregnant mm -hmm. at young but then it was like when it was looking for a mate if a guy told me he had a kid and I didn't have any Oh mm -hmm. no, I'm not about to be the third baby mama. I, mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm not about to be the second baby mama. I, and I had that type of mindset very early on because 
you know, you I was starting to hear about all these damn baby mamas and shit back then. And I'm like, oh hell no, I don't want to be like mm. I baby mama, period. But right. I didn't want to be fourth in line. And right, my- right, right. That's insane. Yeah. So it's like I hope her birth control is on point. Man, she just might as well throw away her ovaries if she's messing with him because I wouldn't take no chances. Like, uh, there's that one percent chance, and you're gonna be baby mama number eight with child number baby mama number eight or nine with child number um ten. Or you like that would be insane. Like, ugh, I, I, you know, I, I also think that there is something to be said for women who are willing to deal with men that they know that 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 you know let's say uh you know you live in a small town or small area or you know the city that you live in or you know maybe you went to high school with someone and you know of his reputation you know he has children that he doesn't take care of and or um you know he's not there physically if he is financially taking care of them you know he has a, a whole line of 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 um uh, baby mamas, you know, like the women who were dating that guy. I don't know if it was Mississippi, the one who has like the 35 kids or something. Like who signs up for that? And everybody knows who he is. Like you couldn't come near me. Like I would pull out my cross if someone like that got near me because ain't no way. There's nothing you could say to me that would get me to entertain you. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Reg Train again for the super chat. No excuses for the women that got pregnant for him. They knew he was a poopy. And you're damn right. They knew. Um, I think with with certain things, I think women see or younger. I don't know. I ain't going to say younger women because that that would be actually false. Mm -hmm. But the women see money and status with some of like, well, with future and only, you know, in future's case, they see money and status with him. And so it's like, oh, shit. And then I actually heard the story like Eliza was taking fertility pills trying to get pregnant oh wow trap a, trap a dude baby now that's just trifling low down and trifling i ain't gonna lie that's trifling um but be, but when you have the assets that future has you should be extra careful too I, I mean at this point he needs to get a vasectomy in my opinion but um you should be extra careful too like i be careful with who you lay with careful with you know even if you decide to be with a woman you know oh i'm gonna use two condoms like you gotta be extra careful too not just trusting that yeah she's on birth control like you in order to protect your assets you have to know that you're a target too because there are women out here who are trying to trap dudes you know what i mean um so that it's his responsibility to protect his pockets his finances now, for me to answer the question, I feel like, in a certain sense, I feel like Black women do, but I also don't want to minimize the fuckboy himself because a fuckboy is going to be a fuckboy is going to be a fuckboy. And so mm-hmm. if you're lying and being deceptive to women, not being mold one, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout then out that's to ARC. Yeah, you're you're just a fuckboy. So I don't know if women are necessarily responsible for a guy lying to them and telling them and and um being deceptive and them being narcissistic and shit like that. I don't necessarily think that um women can't be tricked into that. Like some women don't know um exactly who they're dealing with when it comes down to certain guys. Now I think and you gotta be like real naive though, like real green to just like not have any clue, especially when he has a track record of doing these things. 
Thank you, David Johnson, for the super chat. He says, that just proves what we already know. And that is women like excitement, especially if it's dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Now, what does that really say about the psyche of the creatures raising our racist future kids? Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you, David Johnson. I, I definitely agree. I just think that the responsibility is twofold. Like I can understand these bum guys who ain't got nothing to lose anyway, ain't working nobody's job. So they don't really care where they put their seed. But, um, just like we talk about in this space, how they're are far more black men who don't have children than black women. Um, and a lot of the time I hear people say that's because, you know, thinking men know that they, um, you know, that they are more, um, that they're aware of the fact that there are these traps out there and they're more careful. Um, they're more decisive in who they choose to be with and they, they wear protection um, because they know that they have something um, to protect. Um, I think that that is how people should operate. Um, I think that, you know, of, of course, women, um, you, you, I, I've seen situations where women are end up sleeping with someone and they're pregnant and the guy doesn't want the child. And, um, you know, the woman is impacted by that. But, you know, as it, it's your responsibility to protect um, yourself just as it's his responsibility to protect his finances and himself. I got a question for the ladies in the chat. Are fuck boys easily identifiable? Mm. Are they easily identifiable? Can you just look at a guy and tell that he's a fuck boy? Okay, so while they're asking that, um, just put yes or no, ladies. But while they're asking, answering that, you tell me, have you ever come across a guy who was an F boy and you didn't know it in the beginning or even, you know, ever, I guess just a guy that was a F boy and you didn't know, like he initially through the gate, you didn't know. Now, I don't know if they're ready for me to really keep it like all the way, like all the way, but <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Let me send it. Shout out to rec train again. Thank you, Rectrain. He says, my female friend has a kid by a dude that has nine other kids. Ain't no fucking way. Insane. Insane. So, it, um, I dated a guy. Um, he, he was the shit. You know, I thought he was the shit. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't know he was a fuck boy. Um, he was really in the community. Um, church going. Um, hard worker and shit. When I say that nigga had holes that I that came falling out just every I was like, God damn. Mm. Um, didn't know, or I'm not even gonna necessarily well, when the sign started, then it was like, okay, yeah, this the he's on some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Initially, like for a few months, no, I didn't know. Um visiting, like we always saw each other, we went out on good dates. Mm -hmm. Um you know, we we never got to like the meeting the family shit, but we had a good time. And yeah. I, when I noticed that he was starting to be on some bullshit, now I stayed for a little bit because you know it supposedly he's a good guy. You know, great, mm -hmm. supposedly. But 
at the same token, when I felt like, I think I went to his house and I saw um, a bobby pin or something. And I was like, I and knew it wasn't mine and it was a face. <laughs> Not a bobby pin. <laughs> his mama could have left that over there when she was cleaning his house or something. <laughs> um, then it was, and I stayed with him after that. Then it was another time I came, I, I, I went to his house um, and it was some female soap in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what's up at that point. Okay, uh, so you guys were supposed to be exclusive at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. When I saw the uh, the female soap, I'm like, okay. And I asked him, Oh, you know, my brother um came over with his girl and yeah. tonight, and she must have mm -hmm. left her in the bathroom. I stayed, mm -hmm. honey. Mm -hmm. Um, he came by the house one day, and the nigga has some glitter on his neck, and Ooh. he he doesn't have any daughters. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, where did glitter come from? Now you're supposed to be a work <laughs> I don't know where that glitter came from. You know, like it's like a shimmer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. like, shimmer? Like that shimmer? Like where does shimmer come from? So I'm like, okay, you're cheating on me. But it's like you kind. It's like when you don't take when you don't take action when you really first think about something. I feel like mm -hmm. you actually be um, enabling the behavior. Or if you don't break up with a guy after you found out that a guy has fucked you over you're enabling the behavior and I feel like those things make women responsible for the fuck boys because then mm. really get into it then you talk about the women that sleep with other men other um women's husbands and men and shit oh you, yeah 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 you that creates fuck boys to me that's what creates fuck boys well yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I, I had um I once dated a guy who um uh, you know initially i didn't realize he was an f boy um it took some time before all you know it started to come out um but i dated one guy that like there were red flags immediately and i ignored it oh my car is in the shop oh uh you know i got it out the shop in the same weekend i totaled it oh you know um, um let's go out to dinner oh i, I got to work late you know it was just always something and i didn't deal with it for long because i'm like oh no like <laughs> you know you got me messed up so um but i mean i probably you know dated him for maybe like three months but from jump yeah the red flags were apparent and it was apparent like i'm like oh this, this guy is crazy um and, but like i said so i have one guy that i couldn't tell immediately mm -hmm. what you say i said have you ever busted a guy's car windows out yeah when i was younger <laughs> i've done that um <laughs> You know, I was much younger, but not as an adult woman. Um, as a as like a young teen or young adult, I have. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never, um, I've never did that, but yeah, honey, I I didn't try to jump on me one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was spicy when I was younger. Like now, I am. I, I'm very controlled. I just, you know, won't allow myself to get there. I won't even, you can't get me there if you try it. Oh, okay. 
Um, are you ready to drop the link? <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and open it up. I'm I'm low-key laughing because um yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say I would ever do anything like okay. that. Child, listen. Just never know. Um he deserved it. I ain't even I wouldn't even if I had to do it all over again, I would. But um <laughs> what was I gonna say? You know what, David Monroe, he did. However, when he was calling and calling and calling and he was blocked, he did feel some type of way trying to pop up at my house. But you know, um, that's the way it, that's the way, you know, the cookie crumbles. I'm not mad at it. Like I I don't, I'm one of those people, I don't have like horrible breakups where I'm not at this stage. Like you know, I, we can go our own, we can go our separate ways and just, you know, I'll still be adult about the situation. So I ain't mad at it. I, I'm. There's always a lesson in every um, single relationship or dating experience that I've ever had. So. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Obsidian. Hey, ARC. And hey, y'all. Hey. What's going on? Uh yeah, uh this is a great uh discussion and um glad to be here. Did and you hear um, talking about it in the beginning, oh yeah, yeah, I did, and uh I have quite a bit to say about it. Um but first to answer the question on the floor, do black women create well, as I refer to them, select fuck boys that they complain about? I would say no. Um, and the reason why is because um, even though women refer to such men in a way, in that way, they are still, you know, culturally, biologically, legally men. And, you know, as such, uh, you're responsible for your own actions. You know, you're responsible for your own actions at that point. Whatever your background may have been, once you hit the age of 18 and, and, and forward, you're responsible for what you do. Legally, you know, et cetera, so forth. So, not, but I would say this, I do think black women contribute to the, I guess you could say, um, continuation of select fuck boys. They do cont contribute to it. And the two of you have talked about some ways in which that can manifest, but do they, do they create them? No, I think, I think, um, men are responsible for their own actions. So, um. And uh, and I'm and I'm sure that Alan would would agree with that. And uh, and I'm very glad to have played a role in uh, bringing Alan into the black manosphere space because uh, it's a message that needs to be heard. I mean, um, a major concern of black women's over the years have been that uh, black men, as a general proposition, we can debate, we can go into the weeds with it, but as a general proposition, black women's position has been that black men haven't been forthcoming with their intentions. I think it's a good thing that we have a black man that uh, makes his, you know, daily bread and advising black men, well, not just black men, but men of all races, but let's just get right to it for purposes of this discussion, black men to be upfront and straightforward. I think that's a good thing. And I'm very proud to have been able to introduce Alan into the black manosphere and to, uh, by extension, you know, have, have set the stage for him to be introduced to the two of you. I think that's a good thing. I think that moves the needle, you know, um, because we need to break the log jam here um, between black men and black women. We, we something, 
you know, as you know, the late great singer uh, Elia once famously said, we need a resolution. We got to move the needle. And that's been my whole raison d'etre, you know, for the past five years and helping to create what we know today as the black manosphere. Um, we got to move the needle. And that leads me to my next point about what you, Danielle, and you, Concrete, was talking about earlier. I didn't hear all of it. Just I didn't hear the whole interview that the two of you did with Mr. Wesley Pipes. I didn't hear all of it, but I heard enough to get the gist of what was going on. I didn't hear all of Angry Man's show last night, but I heard enough to get, you know, about roughly a half an hour, 40 minutes. I heard enough to get the gist of it. My thinking is this. Um, we've entered into a period, right? The black manosphere is now in a period where whether we like it or not, and I say this to, to some black men and some black women, whether we like it or not, black men and black women are, are actually talking to each other. We're not having contrived Oprah-esque type of conversation. In other words, you have these major outfits, Oprah, Essence, Madame Noir, and they handpick, you know, they handpick guys who tell them what they want to hear. They'll handpick a Hill Harper, a Steve Harvey. No, we need to have honest, brutally honest conversations. People are going to be upset. People are going to be cussing and, and carrying on. That's par for the course. You know, even married couples don't get along all the time. And my goal was to force a real conversation. I got tired of being left out. I got tired of being act like as if I don't exist. I had something meaningful to bring to the conversation. And I was going to do it come hell or high water. And five years later, the fact that you two ladies are here means that I've done my job. And I'm going to continue to do it. We're going to have a real conversation. Not some contrived bullshit that black women just want to hear. They're going to hear what they need to hear. And to be fair, on the flip side of it, there's some things that black men need to hear. To be fair. Now that brings me to my next point. We've reached a, a point. I was talking to Kevin about this. Uh, Kevin Samuels. He had a show the other night. Sunday. I think it was Sunday night. Where a sister who goes by the name of Crystal Swirls. Showed up in the chat room. For those of you who don't know. As the name infers. Her position is. Essentially. Black men ain't shit. Ergo. Black women must swirl. Not, no, fine. That's her position. Whatever. But she showed up on Kevin's chat room and she admits that she wasn't treated unfairly. She wasn't treated mean or harshly. She called herself evangelizing her message. And when it didn't take, she just left. Nobody kicked her out. Nobody timed her out. Nobody banned her. She just left. And the reason why she left was because what she's selling can't exist in that ecosystem. It's very Darwinian. If you can't adapt to a particular ecosystem, you die out. 
in a sense, she died out over on Kevin's channel. I went back and listened to Crystal, Crystal Swirls today. She made two video, two live streams about her being over on Kevin Samuels' channel. And the first video was about roughly 20 minutes long. She's saying the exact same things I've heard black men in the black manosphere say. For example, they want to infiltrate our spaces. I've heard black men, I'm not going to say any names. I've heard black men say the exact same thing. And my point is this. We're getting to a point with the, the black manosphere has changed the trajectory of the conversation. For decades, Oprah's shadow is very long. And she has a serious legacy. I consider, for example, the, I talked about them last week, the grapevine, Madame Noir, they're examples of her legacy. If you listen to what goes on on those shows, it's no different than what was going on when Oprah started in the 80s. Same talking points. It's just, it's just her, 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 uh, her daughters and granddaughters now saying it. Nothing is, which tells me the needle isn't moving. Kevin is dedicated to moving the needle. I'm dedicated to moving the needle. The needle has to move. That's the reason why I was, I, I, I was so proud to be able to introduce Alan to the black manosphere. We got to move the needle. And what has dawned on me today is that there are black men and black women who don't want to move the needle. They want things to stay the way they are. They have a vested interest in it. Whatever that interest may be, I'm not saying it's oh. a monetary thing. It could very well just be an emotional thing. Whatever it is, they have an interest in keeping things the way they are. What I've learned from Kevin over the weekend, because he, I don't know if you ladies are aware of this, he did a show on Sunday where he gave advice for free. Crystal, Crystal Swirls attempted to suggest that he was charging people for it. That's not true. He did it for free. He used his expertise in image consulting to give black women advice and tips, something I've never seen Crystal and Karazin do, something I've never seen Nicole Michelle do, something I've never seen Shira Seven do, something I've never seen April Mason do, etc. at all. Okay? You want to talk about raising the bar, Ms. Mella? Kevin raised the bar for these ladies. Okay. And what I learned just, you know, being a fly on the wall was that, and you two are, are indicative of this, black women do care about what it is that we have to say. They want to hear what black men have to say, whether they like it or dislike it. But they do, they do listen. And that's going to my point of having a real conversation. And like I said, there are actors who don't like the possibility of black men and black women getting along. Black women, I mentioned Crystal Swirls, and some black men. And I think we're heading into a period where, and you're already starting to see the separation, uh, and it's only going to get more pronounced, where you'll see more in the black manosphere this kind of I don't want to say it's called a wedge, but you'll see a difference, a differentiation. From day one, I've been about having a real conversation with black women. 
a real one. And about, you know, calling their bluff. Okay, you want a black man that does all these things. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, you get it. Now what? Now what? You want a black man to pay all the bills? Okay, great. Now what? You want a black man to be on your level? Okay, great. Now what? You want a black man to fill in the blank? Okay, now what? A lot of these black women aren't really interested in relationships. They're interested in something else. And my mission is to find out what that something else is and to get them to confess to it. Similarly, I don't think that there's certain actors in the black manosphere aren't really interested in black men and black women coming to some kind of understanding. They're interested in something else. What is it? What is that something else? That's, that's what I'm about. And I'll, I'll just wrap up by saying this. After listening to Angry Man last night, I'm more convinced than ever that this is a personal thing with him. This isn't the state of the black manosphere type of thing. It is, for whatever reason, I would love to sit down and talk to him and find out he's got a personal issue with Danielle. Whatever that may be, I, I don't can know, see that. But it's a personal thing. It's not a black manosphere thing. It's a personal thing. And, and, I, and I'm cool with that. I mean, people, we're people. And people are going to have people that they like and people that they don't like. That's just life. But I think we need to separate that from a state of the black manosphere. I, I just don't buy it. And, I, and I'll stop there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very insightful, Obsidian. Um, ARC, welcome. Welcome to the panel. What do you have to say about the topic or anything that you've heard thus far? Well, uh, I got a couple comments about your opening uh, <laughs> monologue and uh, dialogue, I should say. Uh, and then I'm going to ask a couple questions related to the topic. But I'll start off reiterating what I said in my uh, my super chat. I've heard a lot of men, particularly black men, say or suggest or imply that YouTube is a black man's space. No, it's not. Whoever says that is smoking crack cocaine. Ain't nothing on YouTube, when you come on YouTube, that suggests that this is a man's space. YouTube is free for anybody, male or female, to upload content, pre-recorded content, or to do live streams. So this is not a male space. Now, what could be legitimately accused as women invading a male space would be, like, I've, I've seen you, Sister George, over at Bernard Riley's channel. If you were to come over to Bernard Riley's channel while he's doing a live stream and try to basically dictate what content he should talk about and what content he shouldn't talk about, then that's when you would warrant a legitimate criticism of you are invading a male space because his channel is geared towards men's issues. And so for a woman to come to his channel and try to, you know, have some type of influence on what he discusses or doesn't discuss, that would be a legitimate that would warrant a legitimate criticism of a woman, in this case, a black woman, is trying to infiltrate a man's space. But as far as YouTube in general, 
Fuck any nigga who says this is a male. This ain't no motherfucking male space. So that's number one. <laughs> number two, in respect to some of the stuff uh, Obsidian said regarding the manosphere, I, I tend to have some agreements and disagreements. I'll say this. Obsidian did introduce me to a lot of black men that didn't know about me. And I would say right below him would probably be O'Shea. Um, so, and I, I did a video last year and I gave them both credit. Um, but there were some black men on YouTube who already knew about me. <laughs> it, it, it's been interesting being on YouTube because I would almost compare, give two analogies. I don't know which one is more accurate. One, some people, some brothers on YouTube, they treat me like the Washington Wizards, Michael Jordan, <laughs> instead of the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan. Matter of fact, I heard they recently did this documentary called The Last Dance, and a lot of NBA players said, the younger ones, they said, man, I didn't really know all this about Michael Jordan until I watched The Last Dance, because they were too young to remember him in the Chicago Bulls. And without getting too lengthy, all that to say that I had a major presence on the internet way before I even got on YouTube. Like some people treat me getting on YouTube in April, 2017 as me making an appearance for the first time. But I had done nine years on blog talk radio. I had been on, I've been on national television. I've been interviewed on, on some well-known broadcast radio shows I had a, up until a few weeks ago, I had a Wikipedia page, but that's another story. Some, some people conspired to take it down. Um, I've spoken internet. Let's just say this. In simple terms, in the white manosphere, here would be my second analogy. I was listening to a guy talking about Dave Chappelle on The Breakfast Club, and he was saying, I think it was Faison Love. I don't know if y'all are familiar with him. But he was telling The Breakfast Club, he said, Dave Chappelle didn't develop his black audience until later, but he said he was well-known among white comedic fans years before he was well-known among black comedic fans. That would be me in the manosphere. I was well, I was Dave, I hate to say this almost in a conceited way, but I was pretty much a legend in the worldwide slash white manosphere for years, probably starting with like 2006, 2007, 2008. Damn near everybody in the white manosphere knew who I was. I was probably the most well-known black person, black dude in the white manosphere. But to what Obsidian said, I will say I probably didn't. Well, I developed a certain black audience when I got on Blog Talk Radio. And I used to have a lot of what Obsidian said he wants to have. I didn't have any contrived conversations on my uh, on my channel. All my all my discussions, whether it was with white men, white women, black men, black women, were always real. I lived up to the title of my show, upfront and straightforward. I didn't allow no bullshit conversations to happen on my. So anyway, that's all I got to say on the manosphere stuff. But again, yeah, this is not a man's space. Black women are free to upload whatever content they want to upload on YouTube unless they violating the terms and conditions that YouTube has put forward or their um, doxing 
some black men that would be foul or they using copyrighted material from from black men's channels without their permission that would be foul but other than that black women got the freedom to do what they want to do now here's my simple question related to this topic oh and related to this topic i do agree with uh what obsidian said about black women don't create fuck boys but they contribute to them yeah i would generally agree with that assessment because i mean you could turn it both ways i mean it's just like a slut no 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 woman could say that black men or in this case black men create black women who are promiscuous sluts but if they're pursuing them for casual sex, they're contributing to them maintaining a reputation as a promiscuous slut. But the woman at any point can say, I don't want to engage in sex with men who are not my husband, fiance, or boyfriend. So that would put a stop to it right there. So you, yeah, you can never say the opposite gender is creating any man or woman of a certain kind but if they're pursuing for certain types of companionship yeah they're contributing to them maintaining whatever reputation or category they have but my simple question is and i'm glad obsidian's here because see me and he knows me and him have had kind of a disagreement because i disagree with the term fuck boy and whenever i've asked him what is your definition he's always said he always says to me well Aaron, see, you need to ask the women i'm just using the term that they use i didn't come up with the term i'm using the term that women use so i want to ask concrete roles and oh sister george dropped down what is y'all as women what is your specific because if, if you go to the urban dictionary they have a, a, a actually a few definitions but the most predominant definition of a fuck boy according to the urban dictionary is a man who lies to women misleads and manipulates women and generally toys with women's feelings in order to get them in bed. And if that's the definition, I am not a fuck. Cause I've had guys on YouTube call me a fuck boy, but if that's the definition, I'm not a fuck boy. Cause I don't, I don't lie to women and manipulate women to get them in bed. So I want to know from both of you, sisters, what is you all's definition as you know it of a fuck boy? Okay, um, I'll answer, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out. I missed someone's super chat, and I apologize. It might have been Leo's, but I know Naima also gave a super chat. And Stone Monk three four five says, "C Rose laid out the entire case of why women are responsible for f boy culture, but won't say it. How many f boys have to run through the community before a woman figures out what to avoid?" Thank you, Stone Monk. Um, I want to say, I think you basically hit the nail on the head. I think that an F boy is someone who definitely lies to women, manipulates women, um, leads women to believe one thing while he's doing another. I think that um, the mental ma manipulation is a huge part of what an F boy is. Um, that is basically the um, premise of, you know, what makes him an F boy. Okay. I think that's a pretty good definition. Um, I I kind of have a question about it because, okay, he may not necessarily be lying to women, but Ellen, to me, like from where I'm from, you would be considered a fuckboy. And it's because you fuck. <laughs> what? Seriously. And wow. it's not 
Because okay, based on what definition? That's what I'm asking. Based on no, what definition? I'm not. I'm just saying. I think it's because um, you can have sex with a lot of women, and you have the options the options of having sex with a lot of women, but you exercise those options. So if one day I see you out on a date with Keisha, and the next day I see you out on a date with um, Nina. Um, Friday, I see you out on a date with um, such and such. Now, you may not necessarily be lying to these women, but the appearance would be of a fuckboy appearance because a fuckboy to us is players. So that's what we would consider fuckboys down here. So, so mm. you're, see, you're essentially saying that a fuckboy is synonymous with being simply a womanizer or a player? Pretty much. Okay. See, then, then that's new to me then. I mean, I'm not going to argue with your definition. That's your definition. That's your definition. But I'll just say this, maybe because I'm in an older generation, but well, I've never to, had uh, any to give, you the, to give you the technical definition. I, um, I put it on the screen if y'all want to look it up. Um, it's um, a man who has many casual sexual partners, um, as it's used in this context. The, I guess, original definition is a uh, weak or contemptible man. But the second definition is a man who has many casual sexual partners. Now that's interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, if you're going to go with that definition, then yeah, hell yeah, I'm a super fuck boy then. <laughs> but I've, I've never had any women I've dealt with, honestly, call me that, at least in my face now. Yeah, that's interesting. Because but I, I've never had honest. a woman say, Alan, I consider you my fuck boy. I've if never, you're being I've honest never, with a woman. And she's willingly dealing with you and she knows that you have other partners. I mean, I don't understand where the manipulation comes in. And for me, that's like the basic premise. Like you got to be manipulating her by lying to her and making her think one thing um, while, you know, the situation may be a complete something completely different. But let's be honest about the perception, because let's just say I seen Alan out with three different women in a week. And, um, you know, like he's walking with his hand on their lower back. Cause when you walk with the hand on the lower back, that's like the symbol of fucking right. Um, if I saw him and I saw him with that many women, the perception, and he may not be, but the perception is definitely going to be, oh yeah, that's a fuck boy. Cause he, he, he fucks a lot of hoes or he, and hoes is in terms of women, but not hoes, but you know, um, yeah, that that's what the perception would be. Uh, see, I don't know. Is is Hugh Hef, was Hugh Hefner considered an F boy? You know, like yeah. there are some yeah. men. Yeah, yes, he was. I, not, not in my eyes, he wasn't. Like, I, think that's a, I think that's a more honestly, from my perception observation, I think this is a more modern term slash younger people. Yeah. Term. I'm telling you, when I was in college in the 80s. Nobody, male or female, used the term fuckboy. I honestly didn't start yeah, hearing it's that. It's a term. modern term for sure. Yeah, I didn't start hearing that term until about maybe, I'm going to say roughly four or five years ago. Before that, I never heard people even use the term fuckboy. Like, I, again, in, in my day, the main terms was player. Um, closest thing to fuckboy would be some women would call certain guys boy toys. Like, I've been called that before. I've had women say, you're my boy toy. See, but F-boy is derogatory. Boy toy isn't necessarily derogatory. Yeah, like some women will let you know that. Like I I've told this story on my channel. There's this woman I used to deal with, I always referred to her as a Sharon, but it's not her real name. But one story that I've told with this particular woman is she's a woman who, who let me know 
that Alan, you're never going to be more to me than just a fuck buddy. In other words, you're never going to be my boyfriend. You're never going to be my husband. But I always adore you as a fuck buddy. And I was like, well, I have quite a few women let me know that, Alan, you're never going to be upgraded beyond a fuck buddy. Well, just for the record, um, boy toy is um, definitely not any term any grown-ass man wants to be called in 2020. Um, that's totally different. Um, that's uh, a compliment. You know, <laughs> no, hell, it ain't. That's that's that is not a that is not a male that's not a female to male fucking thing. That is strictly um uh, that we know that has been transformed. But anyway, shout out to everybody on the panel, man. What's going on? Oh man, um man, ARC. Fantastic. I see um y'all are getting into y'all preacher spirit today, talking long as hell. Hey, it is what it is. Old niggas get to do that. Um uh, so yeah. Um y'all I, I see y'all had that future, y'all put future as the um uh, the thumbnail. He's the he's the antithesis of what an F boy is. Oh, I'm sorry, Game Changer didn't get a chance. Or, or Ro Roger, fantastic. Right, right. He, he had like that jumping in front of folks. Yeah, that's what breathe. young hey, niggas do. Hey. They jump in front of folks. Yeah, B A B G, baby. You're right. B A B G on this motherfucker. My bad. Go ahead, Game Changer. You got it. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um. So yeah. Um. I would say to an extent. You see, it's a man's nature to want to sleep with multiple women. Um. It's a uh, monogamy is really more of a social construct. Um, which is made up of a series of social contracts that men and women have with each other and men, both men and women have with society. Um, I think that in breaking the social contract, um, you know, through actions like feminism, um, you know, sexual liberation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, women allowed men to access their inner fuckboy nature. And by doing that, they um, didn't necessarily create them because they didn't make the nature of man. However, they did allow it to exist. Uh, kind of like a new element. They um, they feed know, it. Excuse me. Well, um, yeah, they simply allow it to exist. You know, um, certain things. Who the fuck is doing? It? Okay, certain things should not really exist um, in in a functioning society, um, especially in large numbers. However, society became more and more dysfunctional. Then these things became more and more prevalent. Um, we should not be privy. Um, to have access to our baser natures um, in this particular way. Um, however, you know, times change, um, not always for the better. Thank uh, you. Yeah. No uh, game changer. Appreciate it. I think, well, my, my thing is, I don't think women should just have a problem with it at the end of the day. Um, I know people use future as a representation of that type of dude. But the one thing about future is he's not a pookie. I'm not saying his behavior is good for anybody. I'm not saying women should tolerate his behavior. What I am saying is, if he goes around having sex with a bunch of women and has a bunch of kids, he actually can afford it. So, you know, it's just on you. Do you want to be in that situation with that particular brother or not? But he definitely can afford the kids he got. That's, so that's not an issue for him. But if you, if, as a woman, if you sign up to deal with it, then just deal with it. And women just got to learn have to have a, um, a honest, uh, honest uh, relationship with uh, with with uh, f boys because you know like I as, as a man we 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 know hoes and we know women that aren't hoes hoes gonna always have their place because they're they're to be used for our sexual satisfaction they don't have any real value to us I think women just have a problem because they value f boys as if they're supposed to be something other than what they are 
men don't really value hoes like that. If you a man and you and you take on a hoe and you make her your woman, we gonna talk about you like a dog. We gonna make fun of you. We gonna talk about how dumb you are, cause we don't value them, not on any large scale. So women, they just got an issue cause they value f boys, and and, and, it just, and it's gonna it's always gonna hurt you when you value somebody whose his whole design is not to take care of you. His whole design is not to be your man. His design is to have sex and move on. So why why argue with a person for for doing their nature? That's like arguing with a dog for barking. I never argue with a dog for barking. Period. Thank you, Roger. I'm sorry. I wanted to read off the super chats really quick. We have one from the Haitian. He says, F boys are basically men that women wanted relationships with, but were uh, dismissed. If she didn't care, it wouldn't matter. And then we also thank you um, for that. And then we also got one from Blitz um, 7094. He says, Roger, can you ask George and Rose if they can title the next show? Do black women want men who build or not? That it is an actual, actually a good title. Um, and then the next one is from Ultimate Black Man Radio. He says, it's tricking season. Congrats on 1K, Sister George. Thank you guys so much for the super chats. We appreciate it. And then, um, fantastic, I think you're up. Yeah, so um, like I said, I noticed you guys had Future as the um, thumbnail. And, you know, I think the whole thing as far as the, you know, uh, I think Sister George did it. Everything is colloquialisms in fucking black the black community. So, fuck boy for one person is like you know, um, uh, a male to male insult, and a fuck boy can be you know from the female to male aspect. But as far as um that goes, I mean, yeah, I I say that you guys definitely do make them because again the the man's whole <laughs> um uh. The majority of a man's makeup, especially in his early, you know, adulthood, is to pers- the pursuit of females and vagina. Okay, so if you guys um, give positive reinforcement and enable these dudes from the behavior, like I see, like with the futures, and yeah, futures got you know nine kids and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's, it's niggas out here that are broke as fuck that's got nine kids <laughs> that y'all all know about. It's got several baby mamas. So this this isn't just you know. Um, uh, regulated or cut off for celebrities and shit. We see this in in black neighborhoods on the daily. So the whole thing, as far as like, do you guys create them? Is like, well, yeah, because if the women determine what the men are going to, you know, what I mean, unfortunately for us, we're the only we're the only community as to where the women determine what the men do. Everywhere else, the women try to, you know, perform themselves to get the attention of the man, but because of you know the, the setup of our situation as um black people it's the other way around so this is why the dudes again you want the rims you want the the knock you want the jewelry you want the expensive jeans you want to fucking you know spend your little you know five hundred dollar check that you gotta pay rent on in the fucking club for the same niggas you see all during the week you know so unfortunately for you know i, I really do think that black women do create the fucking fuck boys because they don't change the culture. They don't pay attention to the, the you know, the lame niggas. You know, the fuckboys are more popular than the lame niggas. You know, the fuckboys get more mm. play. The fuckboys can have, you know, several. Show me a lame nigga that's got several baby mamas. I'll wait. Mm. Whoever, who have, have you even even heard? Oh, that nigga lame as hell. But he there might be a couple though. in this. There might be a couple in this space. Hey, hey, might be. 
You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Maybe, but you know, you'll never ever hear that in the hood. So that's um, that's just that's just my perspective on it, man. Y'all got it. I have a question, and I know that this is not what the topic is, but I I just wonder. Um, so if some of us are saying that, yeah, women do create f boys. Um, uh, the reverse of that, I wonder if you all, what you all think regarding whether or not men create and or um, feed that culture. No. Yeah, no. Not we, we are adults. We are adults. And we are responsible for our own actions, full stop. That's it. Well, that's that's grown well, men and grown women here. We are responsible for our own actions. The end. So it, it depends on uh, concrete roles if it's um, encouraged, um, because women are being externally encouraged to be thoughts and be sluts um, for uh, whatever reasons. Um, there are there are corporate interests in maintaining this um, this culture of hookup. Um, it's obvious. You can see it in the media. You can see it in uh, whatever form of entertainment other other than independent media um, that we that we consume. So, um, and if these people, if these corporate interests are in the interest of men, then yes, um, it is men encouraging women to be thoughts and sluts. Um, you know, so the that majority they, of strip clubs are owned by men, aren't they? Yeah, but I, yeah, I, but I they're, still they're out, but they're, they're not outside saying, you know, hey, you little girl, come and be a stripper. Um, no, well, when I say advertise, you see strip club. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. There are advertisements for strip clubs. That's, on that's not fair. That's not fair. No, Come no, on, no, no. Is it not? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't been. That's uh, the strip club <laughs> capital. That's like this. That's one of the three strip club capitals of the of the country. No, right. Houston, Atlanta, and Miami. So. Come on now. You, right. you, you, it's, 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 so yeah. it's encouraged now, for young girls in Atlanta. Well, no, 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 no. Well, this is what I'm saying. But I, I agree with Obsidian definitely on this. Like I said, um, and I, I, I wouldn't put it on men. I would put it on feminism more than men because femini feminism tells women that they can operate like men and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, yeah, oh, every dude loves hope. If you know, men are perpetuating, if corporate men are perpetuating feminism in order to make a dollar, and I'm not talking about, you know, on a franchise level, um, like a strip club, I'm talking about like on a uh, corporate level. Um, you know, well, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, and this listen, a lot of times I do want to make a caveat because they swear we feminists over here, but I, I'm just giving you pushback so that we give the um, listening audience something else to think about. But um, okay, so what about when we look at like the music culture? Because even though the City Girls and Meg the Stallion are the ones that are out front making the music, um, gen you know, most of the um, labels are run and owned by men. We're still, yeah, but, we're still but, adults. We are adults. Yeah. And I, the audience. Why, why is this? Why, let me let me ask a question. Why is this simple truth? Why is this simple truth so hard for so many black people to accept? You oh, are. I, accept it. I told you. I'm just. Actions. This is just for the sake of conversation. Well, 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 there's nothing really to talk about. Obsidian. Obsidian. Well, there is something to talk about. Obsidian, not everybody that listens to music is an adult. So if a person was conditioned through media um, since childhood, then and the resulting adult is a thought or slut, then um, they are the victim of circumstances um, that began since they were a child. Now, um, once again, if this is a deliberate effort, um, you know, to turn the culture into a consumer based culture, because, you know, people in healthy marriages and things like that uh, tend to not spend uh, five thousand dollars on a watch. 
uh, to impress the opposite sex, then yes, um, is, this is men doing it uh, to protect their corporate interests. Here's how I feel, Concrete Rose. I have mm -hmm. mixed feelings. It depends on the situation. Let's say, let's say you had a woman that's a virgin, and you got ten women, ten men, who get that woman drunk, and then they proceed to date rape her, and then they turn around and call her a slut. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she contribute to herself being a slut? No. This in, is that just a in that scenario, whoa. I would whoa. say that those men created that slut because she never had a chance to say no. But but she's not a slut, Alan. She, she's not a slut. Yeah, she's a oh, victim. She's a victim, brother. Slut. You know no, bro, she's a, no, 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 sir, no, sir, no, sir, no, 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 sir, no, no, sir, get out of here. No, no, get out of here, bro. I mean, that's I, I would never. Get out of here. Yeah, nah, man, stop it, bro. Yeah, get out of here. You just said, bro. You just you said, you know, men do that all the time, man. Well, let's take a extreme case. You got two who meet a woman, and they each make this woman feel like they're falling in love with her, and that they want to be her next long-term boyfriend. <laughs> but then one after one, each one of them after they get the pussy, yeah, man, hey, man, that's ten times. That's night okay. and day, bro. Let's do this. Let's say like this. Um, they they made that woman we come from different places. Alan, Alan, we come from different places in different times. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no Quaaludes in 2020, bro. Ain't no, ain't no pill Cosby. Okay, going on here. And not only that. Don't lie. There are there are people use roofies and stuff in in, in okay okay but 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 um we uh fantastic and I and I'm sure many others come from a place in time where a woman who is the victim of sexual assault or rape um is yeah that's is not cool man especially y'all know with me that's it no you no sir no that's is not yeah it ain't cool in any generation what are you talking about well, no no we're not Phil Cosby it was y'all hey 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 old fella what. I mean, Alan, is that we don't consider a woman like that a slut uh, because she didn't consent to um, several sexual acts. She was she was forced. So that's we yeah man yeah yeah we yeah man we yeah you definitely motherfuckers what? clipping shit man and trying to paint motherfuckers this weird shit. So yeah, dev, now nah, nobody well, co-signing that. Well, it, it, in in any other situation, then I would have to agree with what Obsidian said. And as it, it, simple as this, if a woman has the ability. While she's sober, no influence by drugs or alcohol to say, I don't want to participate in this sexual activity, but she goes ahead and participates in it, then it's all on her. You can't say the man created yeah, her being a on, nobody's, nobody's arguing, nobody's arguing that. You, and we're, we're, and you're talking like a direct sexual encounter, like between two people. But we're talking about pretty much root and cause situation as far because the last question she asked was about the music. And my, my reply to the music um, uh, scenario um, would be the fact of the matter is that, well, what are the consumers asking for? If you're trash or something that the consumers don't want to hear, i.e. here, the case would be black women. If black women say, hey, we're not going to listen to any more um, rappers, uh, male rappers talk about bitches, hoes and fucking and all this other shit and bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. No, we're not listening to it. We're not going to support that. Anybody that does it, we're going to ban them. We're going to cancel them. Um, you have a canceling thing campaign going on right now for this mm -hmm. chick named Doja Cat because they claim mm -hmm. she said something racist, right? So again, if black black women have had over at this point where hip hop started in what seventies, late seventies, early eighties, mm -hmm. so you had now over a, a forty year period 
to um say, hey, we're not with this misogyny and all these other things. But hey, so anytime motherfucking back that ass up, come on, bitches run to the <laughs> dance floor. Anytime Uncle Luke come on, bitches start twerking. So again, Listen, again, you can't you can't tell me need... one thing and your actions show the other. Well, that's we like if we're gonna go with the, the media that... influences behavior. I've I've listened to uh, gangster rap that had lyrics about violence and shit and all kinds of other crazy shit, drugs. Yeah, and you and you on this motherfucker talking about shooting people in the back of the head too, old nigga. So yeah, I, 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 I ain't hey, never done it. I ain't never shot hey, you, hey, hey, you definitely ain't. Hey, hey, you, you get that Richard Pryor. You get that Richard Pryor going. I'll get my uh, pistol. Really, get it. Here we go. Let me read the I'll super get chat really my quick. Pistol. David Johnson, thank you for the super chat. He says black women do create the f boys. If not, who's training these males? Who are the first teachers of children? Yeah, no, I, I kind of brought boy. up that point. Like no, no woman created. Like since somebody argued that I was a fuck boy when I became a womanizer. It wasn't women who created me. I chose to engage in sex. Now, you indirectly they did because yeah. my turning point was between the end of my junior in high school and the beginning of my senior in high school. I was trying to make the basketball team and I had this intensive workout. So when I came at the beginning of my senior year, I was like rip. And mm. women start giving me what like I got more attention? I got probably five times as much attention from women my senior in high school than I did my freshman, sophomore, junior combined, and it made me act different. So you could say the attention I got from women motivated me to act different. I was like, mm -hmm. shit, pussy would just start being thrown at me, like Eddie Murphy say, like freak, yeah. and I start catching. So like you said, indirectly, possibly. indirectly, I wouldn't say influence. I wouldn't say create. I would say influence. Okay, well, that's a better better um, word. But another thing to consider is some men become womanizers because of the relationship that they have with their mother. That's um, true. So you know that's that true. could also you know play a part. And in in that case, then would you say a woman created you know him, the f boy that like the man turns out to be? Because again, create suggests that the person, male or female, that you're creating in this particular category doesn't have any say so over their own behavior. And I, I refuse, again, that's where me and Ophidia are on the same page, is that if you have the right to turn something down, then nobody can say somebody create. Like, again, going back to my senior high school, I could have chose not to have sex with those women who was throwing pussy at me. It ain't like the women forced me to have sex with them. I chose to. So by mm -hmm. that, I would never say that the women created me as a womanizer because I chose to. But they can contribute slash influence just by how much attention they're giving you. Same with men, it, 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 it's like this. Anybody, if, if women got a whole bunch of dick being thrown their way, basically you're gonna have some women who because of their social programming and cultural conditioning are gonna be very, very disciplined and be able to resist all that dick that's being thrown their way. But honestly, the vast majority of women, they're gonna be like, shit. I ain't going to turn down all this dick. I'm going to get some of this dick that's being... And same with men. If men get a lot of pussy being thrown their way, some men, because of their religious background, social program, whatever, they're going to be like, no, I'm going to wait till marriage or I'm going to wait till I'm in a serious relationship. Then you got other men who are going to be like, shit, I ain't turning down all this pussy. And I, I was in that latter category when I was young. I had women throwing pussy at me initially. And I was like, shit, I ain't turning this shit down. 
You only live once. I'm fucking these women. But well, see, the, the the issue that pretty much everybody can agree on, nobody can create another person. You'd have to be a god mm -hmm. to do that. And so, and, and and no person is a god. So you can't create another person. Therefore, you cannot control how they go about their life. The only thing you can do is participate if someone allows you to participate, and, uh, or choose to pursue. If and it's about if someone uh if someone grants you access when you pursue. I I think that the issue is not um do do uh, who creates an F boy because that's never going to be the issue. The issue is just uh. Black women's relationship to one. Black women don't have a relationship to F boys like men, like black men have a relationship to hoes. I know what a hoe is for. A hoe is to be treated like a hoe. She is for sexual satisfaction. She's for nothing else. She is not to have a baby with. She is not to be involved in a marriage with. And when when black men end up in a situation where somehow they make a mistake and they have a baby with a hoe or they get married to a hoe. They can't go around other men and, and get a pat on the back like you did something great. You did something good. You did something cool. That ain't about to happen. Black women just don't like their relationship with F-boys because they want them to do something that they don't need to do. And that's be with them and have a serious relationship. Black women want to tame the wild stallion. That's, that's all it comes down to. You got these horses out here. And and they and they, they could just get a horse from a farm, but now nah, they want to get that horse that's out in the wild because they want to prove the other chicks that they can tame that wild stag. That's all it come down to at the end of the day. Because the best way to get a get a sister is showing that you got other sisters. Well, so you just don't like the relationships with them. Well, Roger, report that that relates to the last time, uh, Sister George and Country Girls, I was on your uh, live stream, and I got in a debate. I think it was with Edward Anderson or somebody, but. So a lot of guys, a lot of people, well, some people, they lump all womanizers in the same category, but there's there's different factions of womanizers. For example, you were just talking about womanizers that women really want to upgrade to be their boyfriend or possibly their future husband. And I know some men that have been in that category. I've probably been in that category at least once or twice. But there's other womanizers that women, they don't, they don't want to upgrade you. They you gonna always just be their fuck buddy, their designated dick. Well, well, no, no, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is they don't have a problem with those men because they're in the position they like the men in. When you have a problem is when you want something that you're not getting. So when you want that upgrade and you can't get it, now it turns into a problem. You don't have a problem with the fact that he's an F boy in the first place because you're see, dealing with him. You you agree? You almost agree on what I said earlier. See, that's why I. For me, and I, I, I know everybody gonna have their subjective definitions, but that's why I, I exclude myself from the category of a fuckboy. I think a true fuckboy is that category you're talking about, Roger, where you're the guy that a woman really wants to convert, as Obsidian would say, from a cad to a dad. They wanna upgrade that womanizer into a monogamous-minded boyfriend, husband. And then if he doesn't, agree to do that, they complain about him later. I think that's the true fuck boy. Whereas a guy like me, most of my interactions with women were situations where I was their fuck buddy and I made it known, either I made it known from the get-go that I was never going to allow myself to be upgraded or as I mentioned before, I've had some women that let me know I was never going to be upgraded. They would be like, Alan, you ain't never going to be my boyfriend. You ain't never going to be my husband. All you're going to ever be to be is a fuck buddy. And in that sense, I don't look at that as a fuck boy. 
Well, I want to ask, my, but I don't look at that as a fuck boy. Well, I wanted to ask you guys this: Do y'all think a lot of women price their pussy out the game? And what I'm saying is, is thinking that they're going to be upgraded within those uh, relationships. Oh, a lot of women do. A lot of women, because oh, a lot of women are delusional. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm taking a. I'm, my, I'm, just, my, I'm just looking at the fact that you use the word game. Oh, was it a bad word? Shit, you oh, know. yeah. If, you, if you're talking about a serious relationship, why would you use yeah, that? Well, I'm saying price your pussy out the game is like you think you're out at a market. certain level, but you're not at that level with that man. That's what I mean by that. But, 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 but to, but to get the to the to the dating big, game to the get to the to the, the bigger question, yes, black women overestimate themselves all the time. That's okay. part of the reason why they're in the problems that they have. And that goes to the point that was just raised about that Alan and some other brothers were speaking to about the fuck boy. The reason why he's a fuck boy is because in the minds of a lot of black women, this is somebody they were under the impression would lead to a serious relationship. And it didn't. And part so you of think it, that's where the classification comes from? Not yeah. because he's lying or misleading her. That, well, that, well, that's, she no, no. But that's part of it, though. I mean, he wouldn't be a fuckboy if he was honest and loyal and a straight arrow. Then he wouldn't be a fuckboy. He'd what, be a what, boy no, husband. No, I, I'm, Sister George, Sister George, your question. I, I was, let me say this real quick. Okay. Well, well let okay. me say this real quick, game change, because I'm going to dip out. Um, yeah. See, the, the, I don't think honesty is the, is the real issue. Because there are men that have been honest with women and they've gotten bad reaction for honesty. They have men that lied to women and they've got a bad please reaction. Elaborate on for, that. Please, elaborate, please elaborate on the there have been men who have been honest with women and got a bad reaction. Could you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, if, if a man approaches a woman and offers a sex and nothing else, if she likes a dude, he, he'll, she'll get a good reaction. But if she doesn't see the man in that way, she's gonna, he's going to get a bad reaction. So, so it's she, not what she's, she's, supposed actually, good, she's supposed to have a good reaction, even if she doesn't like the guy. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the what you did doesn't matter. It's how she views you that matters. The action was the same, so the action meant nothing. It's just it's just how she views you will determine which which outcome you're gonna get. So the action is not the problem. The pro, you know on. what I'm saying? So hang, hang on a second. Are we talking about what's? I'm trying to understand who we're focusing on here: the men or the women? No, I, I'm. I'm. What I'm. What I'm saying is, uh, for a if a woman have a if a woman have a problem with an f boy, I'm saying there it's not a problem for a man to be an f boy if he just want to deal with what goes along with it. The same way it's not a problem for a woman to be a hoe if she deal with what goes along with it. It's a certain category that there's certain things that gonna come with that at the end of the day. But when women complain about them, they're not complaining as if they're not going to have sex with them. They're complaining from a position of we've had sex with them, but we don't like what they're doing. Right. So it's so F boys ain't the problem because they still want to have sex with them. The issue that they're having, they can't control the F boy. That's well, the well, issue. That's well, the real well, issue. Well, control well, is control is control is, is, is a woman is a black woman desiring for a man she is having sex with under the pretense of it leading to a relationship. Is it controlling him for her to expect him under that pretense to act accordingly? Is that control? What? What? 
Roger, before you answer that, let us get these super chats out the way. Shout out to David Johnson for the super chat. He said, men use things like women. Wait, men use things women like to get women. So if a F boy behavior attracts women, who's really setting the atmosphere, men or the women? And mm. Melody for the super chat, we really appreciate it, guys. Thanks, y'all. Um, uh, to answer Dave's question, I say it's all you're responsible for your own actions. I'm sorry, man. You're responsible for your own actions, fellas. Bottom line here. Bottom line. You for your own actions, not the government, not hip hop music, not movies, not your mama, not the women who let you let bang you, that let you that let you bang. You are responsible for your own actions. The end. And one of the defining features of a fuck boy, not ladies' words, not mine, is the refusal to take personal responsibility and accountability for one's actions. Now, well, see, I, I agree everyone's responsible for their own actions. What I'm saying, what women have a problem with in relationship to the F boys is plain and simple, you know, because they're having sex with the men at the end of the day. However you want right. to argue it, they're, That's they're right. still giving, them, they're giving up the pussy. We agree. We agree on that. So, so my thing is, if you give the man the pussy at the end of the day, why are you complaining at all? Because, because, he, gave you gave them, because he gave them the impression that he was interested in them. That's why. No, no, mo, mo, no. Yes. The, the, uh, yes. yes. No, if, yes. If a man, if, if yes. a man is a if he was on. one, if he was mowed one and said, "I just want to fuck you for the night," and that's it, and then she tried to say, "I'm a he's a fuck boy," that's a completely different argument. What, what, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what so I'm how saying many black, if, all right, so how many black men do what Alan does? I just want you to suck my dick. That's that. How many? Oh, I, I, I wouldn't know a percentage, but I would guess. Alan, I would, how many black men do like you? I just want to fuck you, sis. That's yeah, that. Did you ask you that in no, your interview, no, Alan? Did you I, ask honestly, men remote one because I don't think that's. I don't give me a number, that. Alan. How many black men in no. Black America? Hold it, hold it. Give me a number. How many? My, my rough estimate is always, I'd say at maximum, no more than four to five percent. All right then. All right then. Okay. Okay. Let's do, let's do this. Estimate, I would estimate higher because okay. because. Wait, hold on, Roger. Um, let me let me ask it. Let me ask the ladies this. Um, how many women don't know that a man wants you to suck their dick? What percentage of women don't know that a man uh, wants you to suck their dick? What difference does it make? Um, you asked Alan your question. I'm asking them mine. Are you are you asking in a specific context? Like if you meet a guy, of course. Yeah, exactly. So he asked you out to dinner. So a guy asked for a number or asked for a date. Um, how many women don't know at that point that he wants you to suck their dick? Okay, so you're basically um, kind of using Obsidian's dinner whore argument. Like when we basically meet men, men of course want to fuck us, right? Well, I'm saying that it's implied that a man um, wants to place his penis in your mouth. Therefore, I don't see the need for stating it. Why do I let him say that though? Why not state? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, game changer. It's not the fact that the, we know the men want to have sex with us. We get that. Well, there you go. 
Well, game changer, I'm gonna attack that because I've talked about this before. When I spoke in London in November 2010, let me make one point so I can leave. Let me make one quick point so I can leave, sir. Go ahead. Okay. My thing is I I believe, especially nowadays, men are more forthcoming about what they want because they tell women all the time that they don't want a relationship. And once you done told a woman that you don't want a relationship, it don't make a difference what you do. I don't care how many dicks you suck. I don't care how many times you've been to bed. He done told you what it was. You didn't accept the answer. You kept messing around. Now you got a problem with him. Now you talk about him like a dog as if he did not tell you he did not want a relationship. So once he said it, at the end of the day, you truly have nothing to complain about. And I'm going to leave it at there. Y'all have a good rest of the show. You too, Roger. Now to continue, um, let me read this. I I spoke at this event called the 21 Convention. And I mentioned that I was on the subject of credibility. I said one of the first times my credibility as a dating coach came under fire in a major way was when I spoke in London because there was these two women on stage and one of the two women, she said something similar to what you just said. She said, Alan, with all due respect, I kind of understand the spirit of your mole one approach, but I don't see why you have to verbalize your sexual desires and interest because us women, we already know you guys want to fuck us. And like right. two thirds of the audience was looking like rubbing the chin, like, yeah, I think she got a point. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think, and I just kind of did this just like, calm down. I'll let, I, we'll get to it. But you know, they were, you could say they were almost on the verge of turning on me, like, yeah, she got a good point. Why, why would you need to say it if women already know? And then my fellow dating coach, David X, provoked the truth to come out about 20 minutes after she said that this same woman started talking about this this platonic friend she had let's call him chuck she mm-hmm. kept talking about chuck chuck does this for me chuck does that for me chuck is so nice chuck is so sweet and david x was like you know you're being a bitch and she said excuse me he said you heard me you're being a bitch he said you know chuck wants to fuck you you know chuck wants to fuck you how come you either haven't done one or two things. How come you haven't either just given him the pussy or if you're not interested in giving the pussy, how come you haven't straightforwardly told him that you're never going to give him the pussy? And she said, well, I'm not sure if Chuck wants to fuck me. And here was her key phrase. She said, because he never said anything. And I just yeah. looked at the audience with my arms to my side and they started clapping, almost giving me a stand ovation. I was basically like, there you go. And see, this is what guys don't get about Mo One. That's one of the main reasons why I'm Mo One. It's not just for the purpose of getting laid, but when I'm dealing, when you're dealing with a woman that doesn't want to fuck you, she can string you along if you're not, if you don't verbalize your sexual desires, interests, and intentions. She can string you the fuck along. That's why I wrote the possibility of sex. A woman, I've seen women play the fuck out of a guy because of the fact that he tried to keep his sexual desires, interests, and intentions to himself. And that's what that's at least half the reason why I tell him straight up say, hey, we fucking or what? We fucking? Because it's not for the woman who are going to give me the pussy, but that's more so for the woman who don't want to give me pussy. I want them to say to me, Alan, we're never going to fuck. So I can leave them the fuck alone. But if you just be vague and ambiguous and keep that shit in yourself again, 
You set yourself up to be played like a motherfucker. I don't have women play me like that. Well, so that's why you need to verbalize. Um, oh man, what about matriarchal conditioning and indoctrination? Doesn't that influence a man's behavior? No. Um, so as I was saying about the, the while what Alan said with regard to women's behavior it notwithstanding, the question tonight is about fuckboys. So Alan himself has said four to five percent of black men are like him. And a defining feature of a fuckboy is the, the opposite of Alan in terms of being upfront and straightforward. They intentionally use vague language, whisper sweet nothings in a woman's ear at night, and so forth. Why don't they be upfront and straightforward with Alan? Because they know most black women are going to turn them down. Most black women just don't want to fuck us to be fucking. Most black women want a relationship. It wouldn't be a hundred billion dollar black love business if that wasn't true. If black women as a general proposition were just completely cool with just casual sex and fucking, this whole thing wouldn't exist. So yeah, you're a fuck boy if you just can't tell a woman up front, all I want to do is just hit it and quit it. Let's roll. And if she say, stop the fuck off and you move on to somebody else. That's the reason why I brought Alan to the black manosphere. So we can get this bullshit argument off the fucking table. And finally, move the goddamn needle. Well, shout out to Dukester. He says, how many women come out and say, I just want you to be my wallet and I don't want to smash you. When they become old one, then I'll become old one. Until that's a bullshit response. Yeah, that's an alpha male strategies response. response. You are responsible for your own actions. The end. Period. Now, are we men or not? Actually, I find that um, response very insightful. No, what do you say? It's not insightful. Here's the thing. Uh, you, know, you don't have a And how much uh, support and agreement I'm, I'm getting from Obsidian. This is, I know the chat room probably freaking out and shit that we're so much on the same page. But Game Changer, no, here's why. Because, see, let's use that example, because I've heard that variations of that response by many men, again, particularly by AMS followers. But if you're more one with a woman, how can she bullshit? Let, let's say you met a woman named Tiffany that all she wanted to do was get, say, three or four free meals from you. If you were more one with Tiffany and said, hey, Tiffany, I just want to fuck you. I, I'm not going to take you out to dinner to fuck you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you non-sexually to fuck you. I just want to fuck you. How can she play you? Tell me, explain to me like I'm a fifth grade. How can Tiffany play you if you're more one with her first? She can't. And see, that's what a lot of these guys who make that argument at Dukes and just make don't get. And when I'm more one with women, they can't play me. They can't play me for a free meal. I ain't yes. going to no, no, no. I, I, get, I get that you that you um, are protecting yourself against being played for a free meal. Um, you can also simply not buy that meal. Um, however, what I mean is um, there is a, a large number of women who do want to fuck. Uh, they simply don't wish to be approached that way. Uh, you lose access to that. Um, you lose that. You lose access to that number of women by being so forthcoming. No, let's play that out. Let's, let's play that out. Let's assume that's true, uh, a game changer. Let's assume. It is. It is. There it is. Okay. Go I'm just going to put a number on it. Let's just assume for the sake. Hey of, guys. You right on. Hold on. Hey, this is George. Let's let, let's just assume for the straight for the for the sake of argument 
What you're saying is true. You lose 25% of women that way. Okay, so. Let me come out and in, in case my uh, If you lose 25% of women. Okay, now what? You move on to the 75% of women who might be interested. Hmm. So if I were to um, take all the women that I've ever fucked and um, divide it by four and multiply it by three, I would be greatly disappointed because I just um, mold one myself out of 25% of all the women I've ever fucked. Um, yeah, I'm not happy with that. Um, not only do I um, enjoy the experience that I had with a quarter of the women I ever fucked, I'd like to uh, see the numbers increase greater. Therefore, um, yeah, I'm not going to do something that will lose 25% of all the pussy that I've ever gotten or will get. But here's what counteracts that in my in my experience and observation. Let's say mm -hmm. you say you'd be sorry over the 25%. But what I find is when you indirect, which I'm assuming you're saying you are, you might get a lot of pussy. No, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I'm indirect. See, here's the thing. Um, here's the thing, Alan. I so you're not direct, but you're not indirect. Where are you then? Where the fuck well, are you? Just like just like not every number is negative or positive, there's a number called zero. Um, I don't see the need to bring up the topic of if and how much and in what way I want to fuck somebody. And you're vague um, and ambiguous. That's still indirect. That's more two. That's more two. That's still indirect. That's, that's, that's still not indirect. indirect. No, I genuinely don't know. That's I indirect. Mean, I'm telling okay. you, that's indirect. See, there's okay. two parts well, of indirect. Mold two indirect and mold three indirect. Mold three indirect is when you flat out lie to women and tell them you want a serious relationship when you really don't. That's yeah. mold three indirect. Both mm -hmm. two indirect is what you're describing. You're vague and big. You don't go as far as to lie to a woman, but you don't come out and say, I'm only looking for casual sex either. You, you, you're you just very vague and big. That's that's what I call yeah. mold yeah. two. Okay. okay, well, here's the thing, Alan. Um, in many cases, I genuinely don't know um, what I'm looking for from this particular woman because I do not know her. Uh, therefore, um, this there is a possibility that this could lead to a relationship, however unlikely. So um, I'm not omitting information. I simply do not know at the time that you know I, if you want to have sex with her or not. Okay, so but um, Alan said all. All I want to do is stick my dick in my mouth. So I mean, why would I tell a woman something? Do you that know if you want to have sex with her or not? If I want to have sex with her or not? Yes, do I do. Know, yeah, okay, so you're just, you and I are similar. See, I don't know if I want to have a relationship with a woman, I, but mm -hmm. I do know if I'm talking to her, if I'm spending any time and interacting with her. And I'm in the mar and I'm in the dating market. One mm -hmm. thing is definitely sure. I definitely want to bend her over. That's for certain. Mm -hmm. Where things go from there, I don't know. But I do know I want to do that. So there's really no need to say every um, fucked up thought that comes to your head. Um, it's really not. What but... do you mean a fucked up thought? What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, so there's certain things that are obvious, right? You know, like say, oh, if I were to go up to a woman and say, I like eggs. Now, um, though the statement is true, and yes, I would be omitting the information about my love for eggs if I um, don't say it, there was really no need to say it. Okay, how do you oh. identify a lesbian, Game Changer? A lipstick lesbian, how do you identify them? Oh, well, um, if they have their lips on a woman's vagina, um, is no, a it's funny, funny. No, I'm talking about in general. If you at a social event and you run into a woman that's what's known as a lipstick lesbian, means she's very feminine. She could easily pass for a heterosexual female. How would you know? 
Okay. Um, I probably wouldn't. Okay, bingo. You just answer why I'm on one. You just answer that simply why I'm on one. I don't want to waste time talking for 90 minutes for the end of the 90-minute conversation for a woman to tell me she's not even in the men, which I've seen a lot of men do. Or, or to, at the end of the 45-minute conversation, a woman says, I'm married, I'll ne- you have no chance of sleeping with me, and, and so on and so on. Again, man, see, too many people focus on the getting laid aspect of Mo One and not enough on the quickly identifying women who are going to ultimately waste your motherfucking time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm all about, man. There's so many women. And every guy knows indirect, whether it's mode two indirect or mode three indirect. Even the guys who got a lot of pussy, okay. well, they had a lot of uh, a high number of women that wasted their motherfucking time and money. Let's 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 do this. Let's do this. Um, is there a better way? Is there a way to identify um, a group of women that will waste your time and money other than losing 25% of um, the... I've the, never the, lost 25%. Yes, y'all numbers. No, I, no, no, I've I'm never... Okay. I've been more once. I've never lost 25%. I've never lost And no one really knows how much pussy they lost. I've never no, lost no pussy. Oh, God. Okay. I've never lost no pussy. Well, well, my, well, my question, Game Changer, is if nobody knows for certain how much uh, 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 ass they lost mm-hmm. by being direct, why would you care about something that's unknown? Well, I don't know what happens when I die, but I still care. Um, I don't really understand that question. No, I, mean, I, I hey totally guys. understand what Obsidian hey is saying. Okay. Can you hear me? Question I actually posed to AMS once because he tried to say the same thing you're saying, basically. He, one of his biggest arguments against my way, he says, well, you'll leave pussy on the table. See, that's, a, that's an erroneous statement, and I'm going to reiterate again here. When people say you're going, you cannot leave something on the table that has never been offered to you. Let me explain that to anybody on the panel and anybody in the chat room. That comes from the business world. Do you know what it means to leave money on the table? Like I always use the example of a sports agent. If Game Changer is a top athlete and I represent him and I tell the owner of a team, I want you to pay Game Changer. $30 $30 million over five years, and the owner says, no, 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 no. I'm not paying him $30 million. I'll pay him $18 million over five years, but not 30 I'm like, no, 30 He says, no, 18 I say, okay, 25 And the owner says, no, 18 And then we go back and forth. Finally, I say, okay, what do you want to do, Game Changer? And Game Changer says, I, I, I'm going to sit out this season. That would be a legitimate example of you left money on the table. Why? Because the owner offered you $18 million, but you didn't like that amount. You didn't like that contract. So you rather sit out. Same with pussy. If a woman says, Alan, I give you this pussy anytime you want to. If you go on Facebook and announce me as your boyfriend and I say, no, I don't want to do that. And she says, this will be your pussy anytime you want it. I said, no, if I got to go on Facebook and now she has my girlfriend, I don't want to do it. She says, okay. In that instance, I just left pussy on the table. Why? Because she offered me the pussy, but I didn't like the terms and conditions. But a lot of dudes are saying, well, Alan, if you go up to a woman and direct, you're leaving pussy on the table because that woman could have potentially said yes if you've been indirect. Potentially, that don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. That ain't no guarantee. It ain't no guarantee um, right. that you can direct what right. she's gonna give you some pussy. That's bullshit. Right. 
Hey, I've been having issues with my audio, so I just wasn't too sure if you guys could hear me or not. Um, but I just wanted to chime in. I This is the first time I'm just kind of learning about mode one, two, and three. Um, <laughs> but I, I believe, just based off of what said, the men that operate in mode two it's so that they can also get access to the women who allow themselves to l just remain in limbo status with a man. Yep. So they can so they can be in that position of maybe eventually he'll be ready. We kind of don't know where it's going, but there's all this chemistry so he gets sexual no, access without any sort of foundation like that's what i'm kind of getting from game changer because mm -hmm. it's like you don't want to be direct and set the foundation with your intentions because you want to have access to the women that you really don't even know what you want to do with those women but you also know that those women would not consent to just going straight to bed with you well, like that's might. that's what they i'm did. getting from it they might. Um, and women have to what, be what careful saying, saying, when it JB, comes to that, men that allow, to, allow them to operate in limbo. And so, I always tell, you know, the sisters that, like, you need a foundation from the jump. You have, like, there's no reason why you should be spending or investing so much time with someone and you have no idea if you're going left or right. You going so, left, they, you going to bed, you going right, you going into the relationship, what are you doing? So you can know how to operate. And a lot, you guys, so you got women who are scared to, to set her standards and her foundations up front because they don't want to scare off a man who doesn't necessarily want a relationship, who's in limbo himself. Um, so it, it's, it's just interesting to hear Jane Chater's perspective because it's literally exactly what I um, warn women to stay away from. Yeah, um, don't. So um, know this, um, if it's your object, okay, well, you're going to be in limbo no matter what, because I don't know if I like you enough, period. So, you know, no matter what, when you approach a guy, whether he is, you know, interested in casual sex or he is um, interested in casual sex, but can be conditioned to be interested in a long-term relationship, or um, if the guy is looking for a long-term relationship, but not necessarily knows if he is interested in it with you, um, you're going to be in limbo no matter what, um, ladies. Um, I hate to be the one to break that to you. Um, I want to address a couple of things that I see in the chat room and respond to Alan. One, um, it says, um, well, okay, so um, and congratulations on your 100% success ratio with pussy, uh, congratulations. Um, and Concrete Rose says, um, I prefer the mode one approach, even though I'm going to throw up the peace sign. Well, I mean, you know, that's um, a an advantage to Concrete Rose. However, it's a disadvantage to the men of the world that want to fuck her and possibly pursue a relationship with her. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but OK, like how long in the talking phase do, do you realize that you really want to deal with a woman? And then if you're fucking in the talking phase and you really are like vague about it, why do you continue to, like if you're at a certain point in the talking phase and, and let's say y'all are fucking, mm -hmm. and I think at some point like within that, you already know, like you know right. if you want to deal with a person 
Like, how long does it take you to decide that you like the person enough to want to be in a long term relationship with them? Um, it varies. It depends on person to person. Now, if you're asking um, how long does it take for a guy to um, make that point apparent to the woman, um, however long it takes for him to get tired of fucking her is generally so, how long it takes. Because then if you, okay, so to your own point, if you take a little time with some and then you take a lot of time with others as far as wanting to start a relationship with, then mm. you're not actually vague. When you want somebody, you want them. When you don't want them, then it's vague. Well, I mean, we're talking about the initial approach because that's when Alan says the whole, I want you to suck my dick. Um, let, let me clarify. I don't always say that. So let me make that clear. Because yeah, I hate to keep bringing his name up, but that's what AMS and his followers believe in, is that every time I'm on one, I go up to a woman and immediately say something that's triple X rated. I actually have four variations of mode one. Mode zero, mode one hardcore, which is that what that would be, regular mode one, and then I have even a very conservative version called mode 1.5. So I don't always just go up to a woman and say, hey, my name's Allie. You going to suck my dick tonight? No. So let me just lightheartedly clear that up. That ain't That is not always my approach. Well, what's conventional mode one? I'm curious. Um, to give the briefs... Uh, just of each start, start with mode zero. Mode zero is when you're mode one after a woman has initiated a conversation with you. So if you're at a social function and a woman approached you and she initiated a conversation with you first, and then after that you decide to be the mode one hardcore, mode one, or mode one point five, I call that a mode zero. If you initiate the conversation, mode one hardcore is what I already said. That is when you approach a woman. And within the first, I'd say roughly 90 seconds or less, you say something that's really explicit, really mm -hmm. like X-rated, triple X-rated. Regular mode one is, I will use my, there's a lot of different variations, but the close thing to a default opening for regular mode one is I will approach a woman and I will say, so when would you like to share my company next week or the week after? Mm -hmm. And I bank on her asking me if she's interested why would I want to share a company or what are we going to do if we share each other's company? And then I let her know specifically why, which is usually to have sex. Mm -hmm. But I don't start off just saying, I want to fuck you. I start off inviting her to share my company. And then I see if she's like, if a woman's not interested, it gives a woman a chance to say, Oh, I'm married or, you know, I'm in love or I'm a lesbian or whatever. Okay. So I just leave it alone. Mo 1.5, the final one, is when you don't so much as tell a woman what you are interested in, but instead you tell a woman what you're not interested in. So let's say I meet a woman and I say, hey, Linda, I find you very attractive, but I got to let you know up front, I don't do purely platonic friendships. That's number one. I'm not any woman's purely platonic friend. And for the most part right now, I'm not really looking for a serious relationship that has a potential to lead to marriage. See right there. I let her know what I'm not about. And mm -hmm. she can deduce from there what I am about. Like I've had women when I use more 1.5, they say they'll say something like, Oh, so in other words, you're just telling me you want to fuck me. That's what you say, really. And then we'll both chuckle and I'll be like, Yeah, basically. Right. So it's by omission, which is what I was uh, saying before. But I wanna um I wanna talk about the conventional um mode um one. So you basically say you're you're asking her out for a date. Now um No, I wouldn't say a date. I wouldn't say okay. That. Well, get a get together, read okay. a date, but you know, um, a get together of some sort. 
Now, um, and you say, and if she says why, then you explain because you want to fuck. Yep. Now, what if she doesn't ask why? What mode is that then? What if she just says yes? Oh, then I'm gonna tell her. If she doesn't ask, I'm gonna tell her. I'm, I'll say something like, "Now, you let's say she said, okay, I'll come over your place next Friday." I'll say, "Now, you know when you come over my place, you know I plan on being intimate with you. You know that, don't you?" Mm -hmm. And I'll see what her response is gonna be, and then I'll let the conversation unfold from there. I won't just, I'm not, I'm not gonna let a woman come over to my place for Netflix and chill where there's a 50% chance or greater we're not going to fuck. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients that all the time. I never allow a woman to come over my place or I never- I'll see what her response is going to be. If we're not going to- the conversation I'm open there. I won't- I, I can hear I what everybody said. Somebody said something. I didn't understand what they said. Um, no, I think he I think he had his background going. You want to say something? Um, no, I think- Okay, you're killing me. Go ahead. Oh, I think that was chaos with his uh, background. I don't think that that was somebody trying to say something. So go ahead, um, Alan. Um, so yeah, I, I I make things. The biggest thing I want to clarify: I don't always use explicit language. I've I've been more one with women while using what most people call PG thirteen language, mm -hmm. without using profanity or X rated language at all. Now my intent is always the same. So intent, I don't change which is letting the woman know why I really want to share a company. But in terms of language, that varies from woman to woman and situation to situation. Sometimes, again, I am just X-rated out from the gate, but other women, I won't use profanity or X-rated language at all. Like I might say, I want to exchange orgasms with you instead of saying, I want to fuck the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. So it just, yeah, that, that my language, I vary my language quite a bit depending on the woman and environment we're in. But but I always let a woman know because, again, I don't want a woman to waste my time. See, the biggest thing I, where you can say I differ from a lot of guys, particularly guys who, who are in favor of indirect, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to have casual sex with a woman under any type of false pretenses. Mm -hmm. I only want to have casual sex with women who are totally down for having casual sex. But see, the reality is there's a lot of men out here, they want to more or less trick women into having casual sex. They want to have casual sex with women by giving them the pretension that they, they want a long-term, emotionally profound, romantic relationship. I'm not down with that. I'm mm -hmm. not down with that at all. Is that what mode two are, is? I'm not. Is that what mode two is? Mode two and mode three. Mode three more blatantly so, and overtly. So in mode two in a more subtle way, but still, yeah. Like, I give you an example how people sometimes get crazy, but I'm throwing one of my own cousins in. I got a cousin in Chicago. He's a classic example. He's a master of mode two, and me and him have gotten into debates. But he, he that's the game he runs. When he meets women, he doesn't let women know out the gate that he wants casual sex with. What he'll do is he'll take them out to a lunch date, then he'll take them out to a dinner date, he might take him to the Chicago Museum of Art. Sometimes he, he, he when, when both his parents were alive, he would introduce them to my aunt and uncle. And that would, of course, lead a woman thinking she's on the verge of being his girlfriend. But then once he fucks them three times, five times, ten times, he would just, in a very kind of classy, subtle way, he would dismiss them. And he'd be like, dude, what the fuck is that about? 
And he would always try to, his first thing was, well, I didn't lie to him. I didn't tell him I wanted a serious relationship. I was like, no, you didn't. You weren't mold three, but you were mold two like a motherfucker. And he would just smile and be like, and his criticism of me is he would say, well, cuz the problem I had with you and your mom one, you treat fuck buddies like fuck buddies. And I would be like, and your point is what? He like, man, I just feel uncomfortable treating a woman like she's just a fuck buddy. But my response to him was always, I ain't trying to blur the line. See, you blur the lines, cuz. You make women feel like they're on the verge of becoming your girlfriend when you know deep down they ain't got no chance of being your girlfriend. I don't blur the line. They actually don't know if they don't have a chance of being my girlfriend. But ladies, um, let's, let's- I think game changers being a little dishonest there. Be before you meet somebody, you are very aware if you want to commit yourself in a serious relationship. The fuck I am. I most certainly am not aware. And that's not. And <laughs> okay, so you don't the, know. The one, thing, right the one thing I am aware of um, is that um, I'm yeah, I mean, the nerds. But he doesn't know where these things just keep in mind. God? I didn't understand those words, Chaos. Yeah, me either. I didn't understand what he said. I said that he's a nerd, JV, so be mindful when he don't understand some of that shit. Your I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I work with a bunch of nerds. It's a whole bunch of nerds humping and dumping in corporate America. So Game changer, I would have to quickly say, I, I, I respectfully disagree with you, and I tell all my male clients this. Here's what would be valid and here's what's invalid. It could be valid for you to say, if I meet a woman, what's today, Wednesday, May 27th. So if you meet a woman on Thursday, May 28th, mm -hmm. it would be valid for you to say, I have no idea what type of companionship I want for her in the month of June, July, or August. So I give you that. You could be indecisive as far as, what type of companionship you want in the future. But I would pretty much dare you to tell me that on Thursday, May 28th, you don't know what you want from that woman. I always tell clients, you always know what you want today. You always know what you want on any given day. No, no, I do. That's agree. exactly what I was saying. Well, no, no, no. I, I do agree that there do come a point sometimes very soon um, in interacting with a person when you determine, you know, what type of material they are. But it's it's rarely ever initial. I'm telling you, I've been a male. I mean, I've been no, a, I'm, a male all my life. I mean, you know, I, don't think you I, I never like initially seen um, a woman and say, you know, something I want to make. No, I, I don't think that he understood what I was saying because okay. I'm not, I am not discussing like a specific woman. I'm saying that today on your own as a man, I don't know if you're single or not, but let's play no. along that. Well, I'm not married, but I'm in a relationship. Uh, yeah. Okay. So if, if you weren't in one or to any man that's listening, that's not in a relationship, whether you meet a woman tomorrow or next week, Today, you know, if you want to be in a serious relationship, you, you know whether you want to make the sacrifices and invest that type of time. Now, whether you have met a woman that qualifies for that from you, that's, that's secondary. But you do know whether you want to make that type of those types of sacrifices and commitment and put in that work 
that is needed for a serious relationship. So that's why for me, it's very important to just set the foundation up front. So you don't want to, and just to um, piggyback off of the example Alan used with his, in regards to his cousin, is you don't want to tell them that you're fuck buddies because you don't want to be treated as one. So basically you want the perks of a woman who believes that she's investing time into a relationship, meaning when you call her, she's going to stop what she's doing. She's going to check in all the time. She's going to cut more time out of her life to invest in you and pretty much kind of jump when you call because she believes this is something that's going somewhere. Whereas if she knew that you was just a fuck buddy, you get, then you get that type of treatment. Meaning mm -hmm. I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to answer your phone call. If I don't feel like it, you are a F buddy. So therefore, whenever our calendars meet up, that's when whatever happens, but you don't get to cut any time or require any sort of commitment or any type of explanation from me. So sometimes I believe the men that don't want to be straight up and say, Hey, let's just be F buddies. It's because you want to be able to pull up on this woman at her house and sit down while she's cooking or whatever might be the case. You want that unlimited access that comes with a woman who thinks that this is actually going to flourish in something. Chat. Let me read the super chat. Shout out to Stone Monk 345. I'm excited to see our men and women talking about this. Gives me hope. Thank you so much. Alan's cousin is actually a fuckboy. That would yes. be that would be the that would be the textbook definition of it, according to according to lots of women. Alan. Pardon? I say by, by the textbook definition, which I displayed, so is Alan. Yes, that's true too. Mm, I, I think like, I, I, I get I understand what ARC is saying, but um, perception wise, it would be perceived because you have a lot of sexual partners that you are a fuck boy. So right. that you are. Yeah, that, that's how. Well, again, if you go by that definition, yeah, I would reluctantly say yes. But again, if you go on Urban Dictionary, most of the definitions of a fuck boy were more lean towards guys who were in some way dishonest and manipulative. I, I, I didn't read any definition on Urban Dictionary that said a fuck boy is, is that definition that Game Changer showed on his screen. Okay. I, I here's, the, here's, the urban, here's the urban definition. Um, Alan, I didn't want to um, read it because it's very insulting to you, um, to be quite honest, but um, it says, a fuckboy is a guy with the body of a man and the mind of a perverted teenager. That's if not me. I don't have no mind of a perverted teenager. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Um, it continues to say, um, if you desire to look up this definition because you uh, suspect that you are a fuckboy, that part is you. No. Um, well, well, oh, then maybe not. But I mean, so, I, I, again, me, me and Obsidian, uh, are on the same page when it comes to who, who's the fuck. Uh, yeah, because because the reason why, because what's the main thing, and I think this is the reason why Obsidian brings it up so much, fuck boys are usually men that women complain about 
either while they're still having sex with them and even more so after they've concluded having sex with them. That's a fuck boy. I mean, there's no reason to say that if if I tell a woman straight up, hey, we're going to just fuck for the next three weeks and then we're going to go our separate ways and then we fuck for the next three weeks and go our separate ways, what would be her motivation to say, well, you know, that Alan, he was a fuck boy. God damn it, he was a fuck boy. It wouldn't even make sense. Nope. And, and that I agree with that. And that leads to something JV said that's really important using Alan's cousin for a moment. See, I believe that this is a belief. This isn't a scientific fact. This is my personal opinion. I believe quite a few black women can be fuck buddies, but that's a different type of fucking than boyfriend and girlfriend fucking. That's a different type. You go over there, hit it with hit it, quit it, that bang, you out the door. All right, I gotta go back to whatever it is I'm doing. And there's some dudes that don't like that type of uh wham bam, thank you, ma'am, treatment when it's put back on them. So, so I mean, I mean, so maybe Desaline, um, I I have a question. Um, you said that you would not you would tell your subscribers um to stay away from game changer. And uh, now, I, I tell that right. If you are the type of guy that leaves a woman in limbo, uh-huh. if you are the type of guy that leaves a woman in limbo, if, if that is you, yes, I tell the women that don't continue anything if you don't right. have a foundation. Okay, so she's she's no more in limbo than I am. Um, when I am certain that um, you know she is more than you know a fuck buddy to me, um, I would make that point blatantly clear. Um, if and when. Um, however, if she's not, and I'm not tired of fucking her, then no, I wouldn't tell her that um, until I am tired of fucking her. Now, um, that being said, would you tell your, your your supporters to go to Alan? So basically, let's just say he was to use, you know, the aggressive form of mode one. Would you tell them to say yes? I I would not direct them to go to Alan. What I direct them to is to go to to go to a guy whose foundation is aligned to their end goal. If his foundation isn't aligned to what she ultimately wants, then why waste his time and waste her time? Because if he's not ready and that's not what he wants, then that means that she's just going to be in transformer mode. Where mm-hmm. she's trying to transform you, she's trying to convince you. Yeah, she is. And no matter what, that's the case. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And ladies and gentlemen, listen up, good, um, because you must know this. Um, when a woman, oh, let, to- let me let me add this to to be clear. Yeah, when I ahead. say to convince you, I mean to convince you to want commitment, to convince you to like value marriage. Like those are values that I don't think a woman should be wasting her time trying to transform a man into one team. So you, you get what I'm saying? So it, it's, I'm sorry. I was saying, nevertheless, you do. You see, every time you meet a guy, um, you, and if you're interested in him, you have between the moment you meet him and the moment that he gets tired of fucking you to convince him that you have more to offer him um, in a relationship, potentially marriage, um, than what you're offering sexually. Because once he's tired of fucking you, you're not even offering that. So um, no matter what, you are convincing a guy. It's, a, it's an internship. You, you're, you're an intern, sexually speaking. 
Um, and you have to convince the company that you're interning for that you would make a valuable employee long-term salary. That's, that's just how that works. So what I would, so what I would say uh, is it's not convincing at that point you're qualifying just because I know that I'm just going to use myself as an example, just because okay. I know that I want a committed long-term relationship that ne doesn't necessarily mean that I want that with you. So, but yeah, I do, but I do want that. You, you get what I'm saying? So don't put it on the person. I'm talking about the initial values that the person has when they meet you. So mm -hmm. if I know that I want marriage, that doesn't necessarily mean that I know that I want that with you. No, no, no. I so, so, to, so for me, if I know that I want marriage while we're quote unquote dating or getting to know one another, I've already let, I've already told you that this is something that I value. So if we're okay. continuing conversation, now we're in the qualifying stage. Now okay. we're in the qualifying and the vetting stage. But if he lets me know off rip that he doesn't value marriage or he doesn't value a serious committed relationship, we are in two totally different ball courts. We're not even so, playing, we're not even on the same court. So you wouldn't mess with Alan? Um, I don't know why you keep adding Alan. No, because, but, because, okay. okay, so so you want marriage and um, Alan wants you to suck his dick. So you're saying that- um, you Nikki, That doesn't really make no sense now, we're just saying. She just tell you, said, you gotta be upfront and honest so you don't waste both of y'all fucking times. Mm -hmm. I watched a book about this say more than one. Be upfront honest. I'm not sure why niggas have a hard time being honest. You know what I've learned? Most What's people, hold on, what I learned? I've learned a lot of dudes will not be upfront with the chicks they deal with if they come out camp because they know. And they tell us, listen, baby, I just want to keep honest. I just want to smash how my dick suck. You down not. They go look at it. What? Turn and walk away. That's what that thing with the um, alpha male strategy said, that you turn down pussy. So it's better to lie to eventually get the pussy if you had to spend money or not, then just have to be up front of us because at the end of the day, the man's going to lead to least resistance. End of story. All right. That was very wise and insightful. All right. So basically what I'm asking is you as a woman who wants um, marriage and long-term commitment from a guy, um, how would you respond to somebody, a guy who came and say, I don't want long-term commitment. Um, I do want to um, place my penis inside of your mouth. Okay, so just using me as an example, right? So just yeah, like right. I'm married, um, I wouldn't waste another moment of our time. I okay. would let you know that this is not going to work. I'm going to have my standards are going to be ridiculous. Our value systems are opposite. So you just do you, I'll do me. Like okay. we're, we're like, there's nothing. Okay. Now, what if a guy was to... Um, um, approach you and he's not certain if he's ready for marriage or even if he wants it but however there is a possibility of it you know and he makes that point clear to you like look i'm not i don't know if i'm ready for marriage but i do know that you know i like your um lips and i like your almond shaped eyes um and he's thinking that i would like those eyes to look at me as i place my penis inside of those lips okay, okay. Now, you don't you don't have to describe 
you know, the yes, shaft yes. and shit. No, no, no. Yeah, so I'm over and over, right? right, right. right. No, <laughs> no, no. It's very important that I did because I'm No, not, I, I don't need you to. Trust no, me. I, I know, but I know, I know, love. But see, here's the thing. You see how off-putting the conversation is? That is how the atomic version or the aggressive version of mode one is. No, now, I, yeah, but I that, disagree. No, but I disagree, game changer, and here's why. Oh, he was just repulsed by the concept. You're you're talking to her on a panel, number one, with five other people, and in addition, hundreds of people in the chat room. So, of course, it's going to be potentially off-putting. But if mm. you had her one-on-one in a room and you whispering in her ear, it ain't going to have that same off-putting effect. Trust oh. me. Oh, it's not. It's it's not. So, perhaps I'm wrong. So you would be put on by that, JV. If that's our okay, so the thing is, that's not, it, it's not about it's not about me particularly because I know women in Miami right now that that's how they talk with men. Mm -hmm. That's how they talk with the guys that they deal with. They mm -hmm. they're on their, you know, I I own my body, mm -hmm. like they're they're on that mode. So they're they're, they're they're okay with that. Like they're they're calling these guys that they're having as F buddies like they're calling them snacks. Mm -hmm. So that woman would be 100% okay with him being very direct about that. But a woman okay. who is married or a woman who's, you know, conservative oh. is not going to like to continue that conversation just how does it sound? To okay. even, you know what I'm saying? Like for me to not even check you at some point and let you know, like, hey, you don't need to be extra descriptive every time because just for me and who I am, I can't even continue that with you. I got to always remember where I am. So. Now, okay. one, one thing I want to also add in the mix real quick, Game Changer, is a lot of your questions and comments seem like, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with my five archetypes of women? No, I'm not. Okay, real quickly. I have five. Five archetypes of women that I talk about in my books, which is mm. reciprocator, rejector, wholesome pretender, erotic hypocrite, and manipulative time waster. Okay. And based on those five archetypes, it's almost like you're assuming that all women are going to be either reciprocator, which is a woman who will almost always straightforwardly reciprocate your sexual desires and interests if she's attracted to you. Or a rejector is a woman who will quickly and straightforwardly reject your sexual desires, interests, if she's not attracted to you. But mm -hmm. in between those two extremes, there's a wholesome pretender and an erotic hypocrite. And like probably three-fourths of my stories that I tell on my channel, because I'm known for telling different seduction stories, center around those two archetypes. Because see, here's the reality. There's a lot of women that you could be more one with that will initially, in a keyword, initially will give you an adverse reaction. But then minutes later, hours later, days later, weeks later, sometimes months later, they'll turn around. And, like I've had situations, for example, where let's say I was at a party and I was more one with a woman at, let's say, 9 p.m. And initially, that woman cursed me out. She was like, "What do you think I am? I'm a. You think I'm a hoe? I'm a good girl. I would. I don't just sleep with any guy who wants to. Have, blah 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 blah. And I just look at her with a smirk on my face. And then, twenty minutes later, forty minutes later, sixty minutes later, that same woman who everybody witnessed going off on me is in a room sucking my dick. Mm. And she'll usually tell me 
when because sometimes I ask these women, I say, why when I first you know told you I wanted to fuck you or whatever, you acted like a prudish bitch, mm-hmm. and it's related to the answer I already gave a few minutes ago when in respect to JV, they'll say, oh Alan, come on. All women in society, we always are pressured to present ourselves as the prudish good girl. So, you know, in front of people, I got to give people the impression that I'm a sexually self-controlled, prudish or semi-prudish good girl. But honestly, you got my pussy wet when you were talking to me. Mm-hmm. You got my pussy wet. So, you know, that's why we having sex right now. So a lot that, that's why I, one of my biggest talking points on my channel is, is the concept of what's known as sexual duplicity. There's a lot of women, I would say most women in society are sexually duplicitous, meaning that their public sexual persona is not going to be exactly the same as their private sexual persona. And similarly, a lot of women will act one way towards one group of men, let's say alpha males, than they will towards beta males. But but definitely. I have numerous stories. I include some of them in my book, Who Said Again, where women went off on me when I was first small one with them. I mean, like some, like I'm talking about pretty much like curse me the fuck out. Only to, again, a day later, two days later, a week later, two weeks later, that woman called me and was basically like, okay, let's fuck. So you can't, that's why I tell me a lot of responses you get from women, some of them you can take on face value. Like reciprocators, their their behavior is congruent, which means you could take them on face value. Rejectors, their behavior is congruent. You could take them on face value. But wholesome pretenders and erotic hypocrites, they're always going to give you the misleading impression that they're not interested in having sex with you when they really are. And then on the opposite end, a manipulative time waster, which is who I focus on in my book, The Possibility of Sex, that's a woman who's just the opposite. She's going to initially give you the impression that she is interested in having sex with you in order to get free meals out of you, other financial favors out of you, non-sexual time, attention, and companionship out of you. But then week, days later or weeks later, months later, she's going to say, well, game changer, I like you as a friend, but there's really no sexual chemistry. She was playing you all along. Mm. But she's going to initially give you the misleading impression, basically like, yeah, we can probably have sex at some point in the near future. Yeah, we can do that. Well, let me give oh. a shout out to BMT for the uh, super chat. Just give her $40 and every right body wins. Boom. And he gave us another one. Thank you so much, BMT. And here it is. Listen to women in financial debt $80 sugar daddy. Okay. Um, we're going to have final thoughts. This has been a really, really good conversation. So, um, Chaos, would you like to start us off? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Come on. All right. Um, game yeah. Okay. So um, I don't think that it's wise for men to respond to um, deception with honesty. Uh, personally, if the response to manipulative time wasters is to be completely forthcoming, then you know um, you might not get the results that you're looking for. Um, also, um, JV Desaline, she mentions um, several different types of. Who's who's echoing? I'm sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, no worse. No worse. Uh, JB Dusseline mentions that she has friends who um, look for casual interactions in between um, looking for long term interactions. I, I didn't say that I had friends, but I said I knew women. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, you know of women um, of this description. I say that um, you, since you won't actually lose sexual opportunity um, by approaching them in a what's um, believed to be a mode two fashion. Um, however, you could lose uh, sexual opportunities with women like uh, JB Dessaline by using the uh, extreme version of mode one. I would suggest you know, um, perhaps a indirect, especially if, and like most men, you do not know um, if you're interested in marriage uh, with that particular person. Most men don't, um, nor do most men know if they're even um, on the marriage market or not um, until they find the one who puts them on. So, the, yeah. but the But the question isn't how you feel. The question is, you know, what is it? Do you, in this moment, do you, value marriage or not mm -hmm. it, it's it's just that has well, nothing to do with the woman this is a value yeah. that you would already have um, do so, you yeah. or or don't you is this something that you see your yeah. like ultimately do you see yourself this way um marriage has value only with a va with, with a marriageable woman um therefore if she is that then the marriage has value if she isn't then right. it does. so you're saying that you want marriage well, I want marriage with a marriageable woman. Once again, I mean, you okay, know. Okay, so then, so then that, so that would be that would be what you value right now. So, so okay, her so you would, would if she's a marriageable is, woman. Like, uh, see, like most men. No, what you want is a woman to drag her feet along on hope, just waiting for you to figure out how you feel. Yes, yes. And I that's do. crazy. Would you ever go on someone's job? And say, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really know if I'm invested here, but let me just come work for 90 days and figure out how I feel. And I don't know if I'm really going to work, but put me on the payroll anyway. Mm -hmm. put, put me on the payroll. I don't know if I'm going to show up, but I that, might. That's I'm a good analogy. Figure baby. out how I feel. That's a good mm -hmm. analogy. <laughs> well, I mean, you can like. Would you accept it. that? Would you well, tell someone? That well, it's okay to put someone on the payroll that doesn't even know if they're going to show up. They still trying to figure out how they feel. Well, I'm would, telling women like, no, like if the value system isn't where what you want, whether that's women who don't value marriage at all, that she does want this mode three guy, and whether it's women who do value that ultimately want it. I'm saying figure out the foundation up front. Because playing Transformer, like, you're just wasting your time. And at this point, if I don't know what you want, what standards can I possibly have for you? Like, what standards can I possibly have for someone who doesn't know what they want? Well, what do you mean by standards? Like, what standards? Uh, you should have standards for anyone that you're with. Just like you should have standards for the oh. woman that you decide to be with. She mm -hmm. should have standards too. But if you don't know what you want, that means I can't require anything from you. Okay. So I don't know if I want her. And just like you don't know if you want him as a husband. It, it's see, it's not about the her. It's oh, about God. do you want yeah. this or not? It's not, it's not about know. her. 
That's the thing. Okay, you so have to I'm not going to. I walk into a car dealership. I don't know if I want that car. It is your job to sell it to me, you know? And guess what? So, you got to give me a test drive. But what I'm not you going to give allow you to do. Drive. And if no, I but, want to test drive it rigorously. No, no, you, you don't. See, the thing is, I'm not going to give you the car and you still trying to figure out if you're going to pay me. You're trying to put, you're trying to place like the, in your example, like you're placing pieces on things that are like not even valuable, right? So that's why, that's why, that's why I use the, that's why I use the analogy of an employer. I'm not going to put you on a payroll if you don't want to have the responsibilities. Okay. JV, if you don't mind me interjecting, but game changer, if we go by your mentality, Mm-hmm. you're almost asking for every woman to potentially become a slut. Cause if every woman's going to give an indecisive guy, a quote unquote test drive, mm-hmm. then after everybody test drives, what are men going to say? Oh man, she's been test driven too much. I ain't going to yeah. marry her. She's been I, test driven too much. I personally don't say that about women, but well, um, that's you personally, but you, you well, know, as well as I do, no men in our gender a good car a good car does not have to be test driven that much before it is sold that much why they like said i only need to fuck a or, woman or, or, or maybe, maybe that's what maybe we call a, a, a good automobile at a good price i'm just wondering i'm just i'm just wondering using using the auto analogy I'm just wondering, how hard does the Bugatti salesman have to have to make the hard sale? I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, it depends on the man and his value and how much you're selling it for. But yes, you know, I mean, something tells it, me that these guys, something tells me that the Bugatti, the guys that sell Bugatti Chirons don't have to work that hard because people go there, I'm, they want to buy it. Okay, so there you go, there you go. I, I'm assuming that they do. Um, some guys do, some guys don't, you know. Um, so I guess um, it's a car of value. So ladies, be the Bucati, uh, what Obsidian said, be that car. Well, you know? why, well, let me read the super chat really, why are you going, really quickly. However, why are you going to the buy here payment? Why are you going to the buy here? Curlin just gave us a super chat. Um, thank you, Curlin. It says the difference between ARC and GC's approach regarding mode one. ARC is coming from uh, an abundance mindset. GC's approach is from a scarcity mindset. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, why are you going to the buy here, pay here lot expecting to get a Bugatti treatment? I'm going to the Bugatti lot. So there is a Bugatti lot? There's like a store full okay, of let's let, women? Let's let Game Changer finish his um, yeah, final yeah, thought. Yeah, okay. We'll so by, well, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, by Obsidian's logic, um, there is like a place where only marriageable women go and congregate and they stand in line as men inspect them. Church. Um, no, not church. Church <laughs> is still a ratchet ass bitches. You oh know, my gosh. Be- okay, go ahead, yeah. brother. Okay. So um, yeah, I have to tell you there is no such place. There is no such dating app. There is no such church. There is no such club. There is no such mall. There is no such place where people uh, where where decent women gather. Um, to look for marriageable men um, at the same time. And there aren't a bunch of ratchet ass infiltrator level two bitches in it. Let's be clear. So um, that beach. You know something? That's it. I think that that's a good point to stop on. Yeah. 
Thank you. Interesting as always. Um, Obsidian, you want to give your final thoughts? Yeah, I I don't. I have no idea what that was all about. My dad met my mom in uh, the spring of uh, way back when, and thirty days later, they got married and stayed that way for the next thirty years. I was watching a, um, I think it was TV One Unsung. Anybody ever heard of this? And uh, it was a special on Bobby Womack, and he was driving down the street and saw this lady that ended up becoming his wife. And he told her right off the rip. As soon as he saw it, he said, yeah, you're going to be my wife. The Bible talks about the King David seeing Bathsheba on the roof. Bam. Mm-hmm. I mean, my point is, uh, come on, fellas, you know what you want from a woman right off the rip. You know, you know, women may not. Men do. The question is, who has the balls to go all in? I put my chips all in. And I ain't going to the buy here, pay here lot. I'm going to the Bugatti lot. That's where I'm going. So that's it. Thank you, O. Appreciate you as always. Chaos, what are your final thoughts? And then we'll have Miss JB. Well, my final thoughts is this, you know, with the conversation alone. This is why I advocate Mr. Alraj Curry, my one approach, and be firm with all these ladies regardless of the situation of the outcome. You as a man, you have to be direct and the story. You can't sit there and say, you know, I want to just test drive. And if I like it, no, no, that's bullshit. Either you're going to go all in or you're not. And a lot of women, this is why they play a lot of niggas. Like, don't we hear right now? They could, could tell, they could smell, say, yeah, you're playing games. And they're going to use your resource, like if it's game, plays, and beats game at the end of the day. And women are just as good, just like the men. So if you mm-hmm. come with that mindset and approach, Whatever happens, you deserve it. And another thing with the speech thing, and I will do a show on this person on this, that no woman of any means, if you're under the age of 25, should be fucked with no dude that has more than one baby mama. Just find out that chick is messing with that dude. Her reputation is already scarred already. I don't know how young or how pretty she is. Most dudes with means on the average look at that shit. So I ladies, think she's pretty enough to where it won't make a difference, but yeah, I like hear I said, you. Oh, like I said, ladies, try to keep it clean as possible. Don't bank on that because you're a competition with other races of women. End of story. And that's my final thought. Thank you. Thank you, Chaos. JV, what are your final thoughts on the topic, dear? Yeah. Um, what I would add um, real quick to what Game Changer had said earlier is it's interesting how in the example of test driving the car, everything was everything was an example in regards to like the dealership going to test drive, but all of the sudden it turned into putting it into reality in regards to now you have to actually be in a group of marriageable women. So it's kind of like he just switched what the conversation was even about just to fit the narrative. So it's interesting how well, he how he that. flipped how he flipped that. But uh, anyways, no, I switched it because he gave an aspect of the analogy that didn't apply to real life. No, you actually you put it to real life and made it seem like this was a dealership filled with women. Right, and now you're shopping for women. But he gave but, he gave he gave a he gave an aspect of the okay. analogy that didn't apply just, to real um, life. For example, for example, okay, let her, let her finish. Yeah, her, let me uh, let me just thought. finish giving my final thoughts because they're ending the show here. But what I would say 
The issue with the test drive is the act of test driving, allowing a test drive devalues the woman in itself. So if she keeps allowing a bunch of guys uh, putting like a lot, put her in limbo and she's oh. letting them test drive, she's literally devaluing herself. So there, that's the problem with the situation, right? right so what right. you're asking for is a lot. So, so any, well, so, uh, but well, anyways, um, just, well, so that's well, where why, I stand. Why, why, should, why, why should I care? Okay, but she, but she should. So you got to operate in reality. That's why you choose to be, you choose to be indirect so you can have that moment in limbo. So there's, so you kind of don't have any requirements. You kind of, one day you feel like you're in it, one day you're not, you know, mm -hmm. so you still trying to figure it out. So that's why you're in the indirect mode. But anyways, uh, my stance is just basically just set the foundation up front. Like either this is what you want or you don't want it. Uh, JV, would you like to, would you like to do a one-on-one -on, -one on my show? Uh, you can, um, you can email me at jv.desalines at gmail.com. Okay. Um, would it be okay with you if, um, I emailed you and said, I want you to suck my dick. Okay. I'm no, um, I'm <laughs> don't, game change. Don't, 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 right. don't, don't, don't even, um, like, don't I'm even joking. play with me. Like, no. <laughs> She's a married like, woman. Yeah. Like you, you doing okay. too, you doing too much. It's funny exactly, that you have exactly. so much issue, no, is but you have much. a lot of issue with talking about mode three with them being so direct, but your behavior is actually quite direct, but yeah. you don't want to hold the accountability of just coming direct and allowing a woman to just make a decision off rip. So like, don't play with me like that. I really don't play. But anyways, thank you, Concrete and Sister George for having me on your show. Thank Baby, you. Thank you for coming up, dear. We appreciate you. You might not get a response. So no, I'm not, you're I'm in not limbo now. And no, I'm not going to en enjoy, that, enjoy that. that space. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. But um, you, okay. were you, were, you were obviously repulsed by my mode one tactic, um, just to be clear. But um, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to um, ask you for an interview. Okay, let's get um, ARC. You got her um, email, right, Game Changer? It's on uh -huh. her community tab. Okay. Um, okay. Um, ARC, what are your final thoughts on the topic? Well, number one, uh, just piggyback on some of Game Changer's lighthearted comments. See, that's where verbal seduction comes in. See, Game Changer thinks Mo Wan is off-putting because he's he's not a he's not a master of verbal seduction and erotic dirty talk. No, I, I would I, I would reference my show, The Erotic Conversationalist. None of my guests were off, turned off, or felt offended or uncomfortable by me using x-rated language and i had at least three-fourths of my guests playing with their pussy by the, by the end of the, the interview <laughs> that's real talk and um so yeah uh again google the erotic conversationalist i had about what about something like 12 episodes anyway i want to give a shout out to uh oh he left the panel see anybody i saw people in the chat room they was just expecting me in obsidian to argue and go at it because we we have had our moments when we fight like cats and dogs but for this panel i i, I give him the utmost respect he because you know we became we were cool we became cool in fall of 2015 he promoted three of my four books 
enthusiastically. And uh, I like the fact that we were on the same page pretty much throughout this whole conversation. So I give him respect and kudos. Um, and beyond that, I would just basically reiterate everything I said in my closing remarks the last time I was on this channel. I think the thinking man do thinking men play games or something like that, which is that I just plain and simply, I don't believe in men lying to women and misleading and manipulating women and toying with their emotions. And on the flip side, I don't believe in women engaging in manipulative head games with men, even though I know realistically there's going to be a high percentage of both genders that are going to continue to do that. And it's just going to be this vicious cycle. When a man plays a woman, she's going to get pissed. She's going to feel burned. And you know what she's going to say? The next nigga I deal with, I'm going to run circles around that motherfucker. Then when she runs game on the next dude she, she interacts with, you know what he's going to say after he gets burned? He's going to say, the next bitch I interact with, I'm going to run circles around her. And it's just going to continue. And it's just going to continue. Dudes are going to play women with the objective of having casual sex. And men and women are going to play men for money and non-sexual attention. It's just going to be this rigid cycle. And my role in all this is to put an end to that shit. It's an ambitious objective, but I want to get to a point where none of us have to play manipulative head games to get the companionship we want. Starting with the age of 22, and I'm now 57, I can honestly, sincerely say I've never had an interaction with a woman where I had to resort to lies and head games. Every woman I've dealt with, I was straight up in letting them know either all I want to do is fuck you, or if I was somewhat indecisive, like Game Changer says, he is quite often. What I would say to women is, for the next two, three, four weeks, we're going to start off as just casual fuck buddies. But if I feel like our non-sexual chemistry is outstanding, then I'm willing to upgrade to something more serious and more emotionally profound. And that technique has always worked for me. Now, the good thing with my fiance, since I am now in a serious relationship, my fiance as a lot of my own followers know, I wasn't more one with her. She was more one with me, which made things easier. See, sometimes women can be more one. The first, no, I don't think it was the first conversation. This is either the second, no later than the third conversation that I had with my fiance over the phone. She told me directly that she wanted to connect with me on a romantic level. And she assured me, she said, I'm paraphrasing words, but since she said, if you hook up with me, I guarantee you I will be the most ultra-feminine, ultra-obedient, romantic companion you have ever had in your life. And she, to this day, I can say she has lived up to that. She's expecting my first child, my baby boy. I can't wait to meet him. And uh, on that note, I just say I love the conversations that Sister George and Concrete Rose have. Don't let anybody intimidate. Thank you, ARC. Don't let anybody rain on your parade. You're entitled to this space as much as anybody on YouTube. You got my respect. Alan, can I ask you something? Uh, were, you you. Looking for were you looking for marriage when you met your fiance? No. So she convinced you um, of her value as a woman. Um, so during the relationship game changer you will go to the ends of the earth to prove that you're right <laughs> because i am it, but yeah you know, oh i'm gosh. just saying that you didn't know Jesus that you wanted Christ. marriage until she convinced you that you wanted marriage therefore when you 
a virtual woman. I wasn't sure she convinced me that I wanted marriage. I decided on my own that I wanted marriage. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. After she told you her value as a wife. Booyah! All right, we get it. We okay. get it, I GC. Told me, then told me. <laughs> this guy is something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. thank <laughs> you to our panelists. You guys were so dope. Um, thank you, thank you for your input and your commentary on the topic. Very good conversation as always. I enjoyed it. Um, thank you for to everyone in the chat and everyone who super chatted. Thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you all as always. Okay, peace. Thank peace. you guys so much for joining us. Um, Concrete, I don't know if we're going to be doing a show on Sunday, but we'll talk about it in the background because we got some real issues to handle and whatnot. But thank you guys so much in the chat. Thank you to our panelists. This was a really, really good conversation. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, thank you for everybody for your support. This is really dope. So we're out. We'll see you guys when we see you. Bye. Peace, Black people. Game changer. Oh, yeah, I'm about to leave. I'm